Yeah. Well, I think we've had a solid show. We're, only, well, we're exactly an hour late, yeah. so that's okay, so tradition. It's totally fair. Tradition. It's totally fair. Well, you know, I mean, APG are used to it, aren't yeah. they? So that's fine. <clears throat> anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. We don't know what you're talking about. No, of How course not. rude. I'm, How very, I'm very dare sorry. you. I'm very sorry. I'm dressed as Santa. I can say what I like. Anyway, here we go, then. Uh, no, you're restricted to one line. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> <laughs> You call a hoe. You're listening to the Plain Talking UK podcast, the UK based podcast written by a passenger for anyone. And here are your hosts, Carlos Devings, Matt Smith, and Neville Bounds. Well, hello and welcome to episode number 196 of the Plane Talking Airline Pilot Guy Crazy Down Under Geeks Christmas Tinseltastic with <laughs> Baubles uh, Christmas special show. Indeed. Easy indeed. for you to say. Yeah, yes, apparently so. Yes, absolutely. And, uh, you can well, stop <laughs> laughing, honestly. You can't take me seriously. Welcome, everyone, to the <laughs> Christmas special. We've finally started. We're here. We're, mm-hmm. we're, we're in the barn studio this week. We are, yes. And, uh, and uh, well, I'll go to my left here because you can all see uh, Nev, uh, my uh, illustrious co host, Mr. Bounds. You've joined us here in the barn studio. Yeah, it's great, isn't it? And uh, But we, yeah, we've had a few uh, technical challenges this evening, haven't we? Just, a, a just couple, for a change. A couple. Uh, but uh, it has been worth the drive over, I'm pleased to say. And uh, yeah, welcome everybody and, and thanks for tuning in. So we've got uh, looking after all the knobs, buttons, switches and uh, all the things that make funny noises. <laughs> apart Who from that now? one. I ha- uh, excuse me, I have no control over Captain Al whatsoever. <laughs> so joining us obviously in the barn studio here, keeping tabs on everything electrical and uh, audio and visual, it is my other co-host Matt Smith. Or shall I say... Father Christmas. Uh, good afternoon, good evening, good night, wherever it is you're watching the show. This is very difficult. It's very difficult to get close to <laughs> Anyway, yes, hello. Uh, this this is, uh, yes, it, it is uh, going to be a fun show, I think. Must have taken you ages to grow that beard, Matt. Uh, I'm, I, I've been growing it since last week. Oh, yeah. okay. That's, that's good going. Yeah, so at this time of year, it happens very quickly. Of <laughs> so by the end of the show, Matt will melt. <coughs> yeah, um, indeed. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so we have got a whole host of guest mm. hosts joining us on tonight's show. And uh, we're going to start off at the top of the list. And uh, we're going to go with uh, the first of our guest hosts on the show tonight, who's joined us from across uh, many oceans. And uh, <laughs> it is the awesome host of the Airline Pilot Guy show. Welcome Captain Jeff. Hello and Merry Christmas to everyone. Great to be here. Thanks, Jeff. Thank you for uh, taking time out of your busy day to join us today. I know we've. Uh... I wasn't doing anything. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Oh. <laughs> so <laughs> nothing planned. So nothing planned. Yes. I really had nothing else to do. No, okay. Literally. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, literally nothing else to do. Okay. Yeah. And next on our huge list of guest hosts, uh, he's another guest or another host of the Airline Pie, a uh, Kapala Guy show. Uh, welcome onto the show, the king of Airbus. It's Captain Nick. The Airline Pie Show. That's a good name. I think we ought to go, go with that one, Jim. Yeah, yeah, Hi, yeah. guys. Yeah. Hi, everybody. Yeah, I'm out of my sick bed just for you guys. So oh. uh, I'm drinking hot toddies and hope we'll have a wonderful time. Thanks. Oh, well, I, I, I heard you've been a bit uh, under the weather, Nick, so we hope you, uh, hope you get well soon. 
That's very kind of you. I'm taking go around a cylinder, which I think was a big mistake. Oh, that's got a few side effects, that, apparently. <laughs> yeah, it has, actually, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, it's a bit sad. Oh, right. Does it, does it, it doesn't make him loose of tongue, does it? Uh, Not loose right. of tongue, no. 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 Right. Loose everywhere else. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay, fair enough. Okay, sorry I asked. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. And moving There's swiftly on. The amount of time the pre show's taken, Nick will be knee-deep in that. Uh, <laughs> Absolutely. By the way, who's that bloody imposter over there? What? I can see it. <laughs> Take that beard off. Uh, excuse Stop. me, uh, this is all of my own handiwork, I'll have you know. How rude. <laughs> <laughs> and joining us as well on the show, we couldn't we couldn't have the Christmas special without inviting the Miss World 2017. Right. Yes. So welcome onto the show, Dr. Steph. Oh, thank you very much, you guys. It's so good to see you all. And Merry Christmas to everyone. Looking forward to a great show with you guys. Loving the festive jumper, Steph. Yeah, great. Very oh, nice. yes. Close as I could come to a uh, ugly sweater, so... I don't know, maybe I'll have to, before we get started here, you can see it's got a, um, there's like a gingerbread man in the pocket, so. Oh, nice. Oh, look at that. <laughs> I like it. Very good. Wow. Yes, absolutely. Very um, festive. For those Very of you festive. listening on the audio podcast, Dr. Steph has got a gingerbread man in her pocket. Uh, <laughs> Lucky gingerbread man. <laughs> you never know when you're going to need one. Well, that's true. Indeed, that is true. So yeah. joining us as well from across the pond, it the host of the Plain Crazy Down Under podcast. It's that crazy balloonatic Grant McCarran. <laughs> balloonatic? Hey, How rude. Yeah, balloonatic. That would be me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good morning, everyone. I hope you're all having fun. Uh, ho, frickin' ho, and all that kind of stuff. It's, uh, it's, yeah, beginning to sound a lot like Christmas. We just watched our first Christmas movie last night, which was Gremlins. Wee! Of course, the Good one on Christmas film. Eve is going to be Die Hard because it's not really Christmas till I see Hans Gruber <laughs> fall on Nakatomi Tower. That is true. Yeah, I know. Uh, you're quite right there. And that, but, was actually, see, that, that, was, that was actually in one of the news uh, feeds uh, I saw last week, actually, mm. and they said it was voted not a Christmas film. It was indeed. Now, I, 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 and there are many people who are, who are on the fence on this one, because, I mean, it does seem to happen around Christmas time. It's always like these two are just laughing at me mm. the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> they can't concentrate. Uh, and it's, it's, uh, it is, I think, I think it's a Christmas film. What does everybody else think? I think it's a Christmas film. Well, it's set at Christmas. Well, totally. no, Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. No way. Yeah. Yeah, just no, like Lethal no, Weapon and Gremlins, it's a Christmas it's, movie. Yeah, not. <laughs> oh dear, it's not Christmas. <laughs> it beats the heck out of every other thing that I hear people watching. Just like watching. Bridge Over oh, the River Kwai, that's always on a Christmas. <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> and the Dam Busters. Yeah. Right, yeah. Sound okay. Of music. There's another one. Yeah. We haven't even finished yeah, the introduction. Yeah, finished yeah, introduction. Yeah. Yeah. Moving wrong. swiftly yeah. on, <laughs> he's uh, the the well well he's the. A marvellous um, um, podcast host from the Airplane Geeks show. And uh, he's a returning host. We'd love to have him back on the show. Welcome onto the show, Brian Coleman. And it's associate producer, but thank you so much. Associate. It's great to be here. And if anyone's been listening to the show, they know that I've been 3D printing. And just for uh, Christmas, oh, I printed a nice 3D um, Christmas tree. Oh, wow. Oh. You couldn't do a green one? <laughs> no, I didn't have any green filament. I only had blue filament. <laughs> 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 so, oh, and, and there's a bigger one over my shoulder. So. Well, yeah, that'll make good. Papa Smurf happy. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> and next, uh, he's also a host on the Airplane Geeks podcast. And uh, he's another returning host as well on the show we've had before as a guest. So, welcome onto the show, Rob Mark. Hey, good evening, good morning, or where, where everybody is. But I, I just have one quick question. 
why is everybody else captain something and I have my official captain hat on <laughs> and I'm not Captain Rob. I, I feel very diminished. So welcome onto the show, Captain Rob Mark. Excellent, very good. Yes. Oh, so <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nice to customer feedback. Hey, Merry Christmas to everybody. Thanks for joining yeah, us, Rob. Time. And also joining us, uh, uh, we had to have him on the Christmas special because he's a very special to us all. And it's our main man, Micah. Well, I think I'm just, you know, the minority because I'm the only one here that really doesn't celebrate Christmas. But thank you very much for having me back. And it's really not Christmas until I get to watch A Christmas Story, which is my favorite film uh, with uh, that's written and hosted and produced by Gene Shepard. And that'll be coming up sometime soon. And I'm Thank loving, you for having me. loving the bag Excuse of joy. Me. It looks to you. me like you're celebrating Christmas, Micah, with that hat you're wearing. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I've got. I'm just a little flashy, I guess, today, huh? And also joining us on the show this evening as well, he is the king of harp jet and also fabulous at editing shows. Yes, he and is lo he's looking forward is. to editing this show yes. over the Christmas period. <laughs> so welcome on to the show. It's Owen. Well, that's it. That's my new, uh, my Christmas, my New Year's, my first week of January gone. <laughs> Tidying up this little probably mess. Probably into February. Yeah. Probably, probably. We'll see you next year, now yeah. again. Yeah, in Christmas again. This is Christmas 2018's Christmas show. I just don't know yet. <laughs> Might well be. I don't know why you're laughing. Oh. <laughs> Merry well, Christmas, everyone. Thanks for joining us, Owen. And also thanks joining us uh, on tonight's show, it is the lovely pajama wearing Myla. Absolutely. Mm. Hi. Merry Christmas, everybody. How are um, you, Myla? I'm wearing my blue snowflake pajamas, especially for Micah. Oh, oh. Since they enjoy them so much. Oh. <laughs> well, those pajamas played a very important role in, uh, in Neville's uh, birthday story. Oh, don't bring me into <laughs> this, Mike. I'm in mean, enough trouble as it is. Honestly, the look, the look of panic on Nev's face yeah. right now is just absolutely incredible. So I don't know quite how to put this last uh, guest host in on the mix, but uh, I, I, I suppose I should say we saved the best till last. Ooh. I don't know. So it gives me great pleasure to welcome onto the show the man who gives us all the editing pleasure after every show that he's on. It's <laughs> Captain Al. Hello, everyone. Um, well, I was going to be joined by my young sidekick, but um, we've spent the last year telling you how to teach, the, teaching you how to tell the time. Excuse me. And he's got very confused because he thought half past seven isn't 20 to nine. So uh, <laughs> I'm operating solo this evening. Oh, my yeah. other good sidekick, uh, Pilot Pip, he, he's otherwise occupied. So you're stuck with me to bring some sort of degree of decorum to the show <laughs> right, this evening. Right, of course. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, Is that what it's called? Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, so well, I'm going to say a massive thanks to everyone who's joined us in the live YouTube chat room this evening. Loads and loads of names in there tonight. Uh, we've got, just to name a few, we've got uh, First Officer Mike, Glenn Towler, Ivor McDonald, Jeff Braithwaite. Uh, we've got Jen Niffers in the chat room as well. Matt Caton is in the chat room, our IPA producer for our 200 show. Uh, we've got uh, Richard Bell, Rick Bell. Good old, hello, hello, Rick Bell. How are you? Uh, uh, Richard King, uh, 
Shorty Crosgrove. We've got the Air Stig as well, Ooh. and Tom Thomas as well <laughs> joining us in the chat room. And uh, we've also got some interesting names in there. Uh, Main Man Micah, he's joined us, and Neville Bounds has joined us oh, in the chat room. Never heard of either of those. So we've, we've got two blue spanners of, um, Ooh, of death say. in the chat room. So that's you would have had good. my mother in the chat room, A. She doesn't know what a chat room is, and B, we're classic, <laughs> clashing with MasterChef now. So it, right, it's, I see. Oh, yes, yes, yes. oh, and Lane Street as well. I see him in the chat room there, chatting away. So we've got a busy chat room tonight, so thanks, mm. everyone, for joining us uh, this evening or this morning, wherever you are across the globe. Speaking of the chat room, if I may, before we move on, as is traditional... I'll, I'll get um, my hand on mute, ready. Yeah, okay. yeah, Go on, Al. Brace yourselves, everyone. Carry well, on. Yeah, there is something around my neck. Now, I, I'm not really in a position to monitor the chat room, but the first person in the chat room who identifies correctly what it is can have it if they want it. It's Although, a lanyard. I know what it is. Yeah, you're not in the chat room, but what no. lanyard is it? <laughs> um, it's a hangman's noose. Right, okay, good. Anyway, It's, it's a purple okay. one. Purple. Right. It's a sort of pre-competition competition, if you like. Okay, right, yes, okay. <laughs> With our nine questions. Uh, can, I, can I have it anyway <laughs> if I give you a hug? <laughs> oh, if you anyway. kiss me around the back of the bike shed. Yeah, oh, oh. Okay. <laughs> hey. right, uh, ladies and gentlemen, hey, it's time one. to move on, please. Uh, right, so we are going to uh, have a quick chat uh, with it's Nev. It's not so sloppy this time, please. We're going to have a quick chat with Nev just briefly. Nev, you're gonna, uh, you've got some Nev. updates yeah. on the 200th show coming up in January. What's, uh, what's been going on in the background? Yes, lots of stuff been happening uh, over the last week or so about the 200th show, and I'm very pleased to say it's all organised. We've got uh, lots of people coming down, about 30 people coming down to the uh, simulator facility uh, in South West London, and we have got some food organised, very importantly, um, for uh, anyone that's around on the Friday night, uh, uh, but certainly we've got a big meet up on the Saturday evening uh, at the local restaurant and they've organised everything for us including some Plain Talking UK menus as wow. well. Wow, and I've seen the menu, it looks very nice now yeah, I isn't it? Say. Um, so, and the uh, good news is for everyone who can make it, because unfortunately I can't, there will be enough food to go around. Yeah, just, <laughs> well, just yeah. as well, isn't it? Um, but uh, no, it looks like looking forward to another Nuggets eating competition <laughs> so, no, huh? But, well, uh, but you've been really so, busy, though, Nev, haven't you? Sorting out uh, all the various bits and pieces yes, to go with lots uh, of, uh, to London. lots of happening there. And, um, no, I think it's going to be a great, uh, great time, actually. And the guys that run the facility down there have been really accommodating, absolutely superb. So it'll be uh, really nice to, uh, to work with those guys again. So for those of you guys and girls who are lucky enough to be joining us on the 20th of January next year, I uh, hope you've got your thinking caps on as to where in the world you want to fly in or out of uh, in the uh, simulator. I know, I, I, I know, I, I know where I want to fly uh, in and out of uh, for, for sure. Uh, I've already done. I've done that one actually, uh, Grant. Done that one. While I was, uh, so you're going to take yeah. the seven three into Beckles? <laughs> uh, well, it could be a good. Yeah, I think the runway might be a little bit short for that, but uh, yeah, it could be a possibility. Well, you've got the grass extension, haven't you? <laughs> yes, yes. Probably one I mean, needle. Actually. You've always used an extension, haven't you? <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, moving swiftly on. Right. Okay. I think. I think one of the best parts of the whole uh, day, I think, is going to be uh, Captain Nick flying a you know a, a proper you know a man's aircraft there. Oh really? The Why Boeing. are you opening on this? Twenty. Yeah, that should be all right. <laughs> all right. Uh, okay. Hi Nick. Okay. Well, Carlos, <laughs> I'll be the only man there in that case. Oh, <laughs> I see. Okay. Here's the, ch here's the challenge for Carlos. He's What's got to that? do the Innsbruck, Innsbruck, Innsbruck approach. Oh yeah. Down through the valley, hang a right, 
drop your gear as you're coming around, roll left, line up, drop it oh, in and cool, land. Blimey. Beautiful. Absolutely a lot of fun. And I, and I can confirm that, uh, before we start the news, I can confirm that uh, Gemma is going to be there, and uh, she's also said that she is going to have a go at the sim. So is she? That'll be interesting to see nice. my wife flying a sim. Do you know what? I bet she's going to do it so much better than you, which is just going to be absolutely brilliant. If, if she oh, does. Sounds about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Anyway, some Ladies are generally better pilots in the... In the in Overall, according to most of the instructors, I know. Um, no, that is I've true. seen how much sweating Carlos did. Twenty-eight, let alone a seven-three-seven round the valleys of Innsbruck. Oh, yes, I come on, that would be awesome. Where's the mute button for now? <laughs> um, anyway, um, I have the mute button. Oh, so okay. <laughs> <laughs> be quiet, He's Santa. Okay, Santa, can we start the news then? Oh, right. right so okay. we are going to start the Christmas special show with some news from around the world. Uh, so, if everyone's ready. Yes, we are ready. Let's yes. go. Ready. Red five, standing ready. So, kicking off this week's first news story, it's Captain Jeff. Oh. Well, then I'll pull up that. <laughs> was there something that said that I was going to do the first one? No? Yeah. Yes. Oh, it's those, it's those, yes. it's those dang show notes. Yeah, he, if, uh, if it's well, any I constant... had the show notes, so I just didn't see my name attached yeah, to this one, but see... I'm there, narcity.com, uh, whatever that it's is. It's just like when they throw an NDB approach at you uh, on a base leg, isn't it? And you go, oh, yeah, 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 I was ready for it. Yeah, yeah, I, I can I'll handle it. it. I got this. Move out of the way. <laughs> Coming through. <laughs> this airline will take you around the world for a 24-hour NYE flight. The flight takes you back in time, so you can celebrate New Year's Eve twice. Cancel any New Year plans you may have had up until now. There's something else going on that is undoubtedly way, way better. This is according to Jennifer Brown. If you're looking to ring in 2018 in the coolest way possible, then you're going to want to start packing your bags. One airline is taking New Year's Eve revelers around the globe on a 24-hour party in the sky. It's a celebration like no other, giving passengers the chance to celebrate the holiday twice. Yes, that's right, twice. Private Fly is offering an exclusive trip to thrill-seekers who want two shots at ringing in the new year. After enjoying an evening full of celebrations and the stroke of midnight in Sydney, Australia, the airline will take partygoers back in time, literally, to enjoy it all over again. Using the world's fastest and furthest private jet, insane scheduling, and a tight airport turnaround, Private Fly will then take you on board your own private jet and fly you to Hawaii to ring in 2018 for a second time. Sounds like the ultimate party, right? If you happen to have an extra 290000 U.S. dollars, the cost of the whole aircraft charter, hanging around it could be. But don't have that much in your bank account? Don't worry. The airline also offers a budget option at only $22,300 per person. That's right, just $22,300. <laughs> do they offer that in installment payments? Can I pay them uh, $9.99? Hey, a, a pound if you a have week. to do an yeah. installment, Steph, you can't afford this kind of luxury <laughs> flight. I, I, I don't on. think they're trying hard enough. You could actually get three New Year's Eves in with one flight. Because what you do is you start the New Year's Eve in uh, Tweed Heads, just at the north end of New South Wales where they have daylight saving, and you see in the new year. An then you go across. Yes, they do. Gold Coast International Airport is just up, up uh, about half an hour's drive, if that, from where you'd be partying. 
So you see in so basically you see in the hang on let me well you see it in, in Queensland then you go across the border see it in, in New South Wales go up to the Gold Coast get on your G650 and uh, then you fly to Hawaii and you get the third one because it's but really not it that be far better, of a flight. Really, wouldn't it be better just to get on a flight and fly around the world than just have it constantly be New Year's the entire well, 24 hours? There is actually an island that gets it first, then there's New Zealand, then there's Australia where there's two, and then you jump and go back across the date line, and you've got just enough time, if you do it right, that you would have about half an hour before it's uh, New Year's Eve again in Hawaii. Well, hang on a minute. If you time it right, the uh, clocks change one hour every 15 degrees. You just need to fly around the globe, crossing 15 degrees every hour, and you can have as many uh, New Year's as you like, yeah. up to 24 yeah, hours. You'd need a nice 747 for that, because, you know, you'd need... A nice 747, there are none of those now. Or an A380. Nice 380, yeah, that would work. How about you just go to the North Pole or to the South Pole and you celebrate there? There you go. Yeah, you see, now this is where you need a lady on the show, you see. What you need is a bit of common sense. So you see, both Myla and Dr. Steph, you see, these are our voices of reason this evening. Yeah, absolutely. What you actually need is a mince pie. And I have one. Ah, oh, look at that. <laughs> a New Year's Eve mince pie? Nah, I think that's probably <laughs> Christmas. I must say, Josh is looking very festive also. Uh, I have to say I'm suitably impressed. Mm. Mr. So Mr. is Al. is madly cooking up a whole lot downstairs at the moment, actually. Oh, so so may, may I, dare I, or may I ask, um, how, many, how many pilots in, on the show tonight are actually working or flying on New Year's Eve? Not I. Nope, not I. Yeah, I was, I was thinking of doing. I was thinking of doing a New Year's morning dawn flight to see in the day, take a balloon up and um, watch oh, wow. daylight break over the over the town. Oh, that'd be lovely. Steph, fancy jumping out of a out of an aircraft on New Year's <laughs> Eve? Or? Mm, it's a Sunday. Well, Sunday it could work only until. Uh, yeah, it, it'll be too cold after dark. But yeah. yeah. Oh, where well, are you? Can, you can always put some lights on. Borrow, borrow Micah's lights and jump out. Well, that's true. You'll be able to, yes, you'll be able to see, well, into into space. I think with those lights. <laughs> Perfect. Yes. Indeed. Right. So we're going to move fact, on. We need to be careful that aeroplanes <laughs> don't land on Micah's head, thinking that it's actually an airport. Uh, an don't airport. we? Right. Okay. <laughs> it's all right. It's I do all right. have the blue and the red. He's indoors. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, it's all good. So the the next story then uh, is uh, for Captain Nick to take for this one. Oh, this is my favourite. Other airline, British Skairways, waves oh. its magic wand for all customers at Christmas. Well, this is marvellous. Um, this is a press release, so, you know, you can just imagine there's going to be no bias here whatsoever. Right. Okay. Christmas has come early at British Skairways, as it offers <laughs> customers the chance to fly yeah, in first class for super low prices. For a limited time only, lucky flyers will be able to purchase a ticket from the airline's exclusive first cabin from just £200, asterisk, scroll to the bottom of the page, oh, 2000 <laughs> plus, plus fees, plus airport tax, plus uh, red carpet tax, uh, everything else. Um, £200 more than... Uh, uh, each way than a club well. So you've got to have a business ticket and then for 200 quid they'll upgrade you to first because no one wants to actually pay to go there anymore. Um, the <laughs> ticket is on the majority of the routes across the Atlantic with the incredible festive offer first class flights to Philadelphia 
Who goes there? Um, cost just £1,790 return. Well, they... <laughs> oh, steady. Oh, steady. Oh, steady. <laughs> Nurse, oh. the screens. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, it's more probably not more a bad deal if all of the other decent airlines are booked up. You can probably take that option. You probably can. Uh, and the problem this... is, if you do that from the U.S., it means you have to return to Philadelphia. Jeez. Oh, God, yeah, exactly. So mm. lucky travellers will benefit from access to the new first wing. Uh, they've got a second wing, uh, perhaps? I don't know. They've got a first wing at Heathrow. The Concord Room with complimentary... Concierge services and spa, a roomy private flat bed six it's foot a seat. supermarket in there that sells Apparently, everything you need for yeah. everything. Yeah, and for the American listeners, are there any American listeners? It's like a 7-Eleven. Um, 7-Eleven, yeah. yeah. So it's got a six foot <laughs> flat bed seat. Well, I'm 6'3", so that's pretty useless, isn't it? <laughs> With luxurious bedding. You, you, won't, you won't be needing the slippers, will you? Because they won't fit. No, that, that's exactly right. An intimate <laughs> cabin. An intimate cabin, but you'll be there on your own, so you'll have Is to be intimate, intimate with yourself. Is that an intimate cabin experience or just an intimate cabin? <laughs> no, it just says an intimate cabin. Right. right With yes. just a few seats. World-class wines. Well, we can all wine. I can wine with the best of them. I, I'm a pretty good winer, but I'm not world-class. Uh, and an a la carte menu. The offer, which allows Brits to sample a taste of the high life, because we can't get it at home with Brexit coming, is part <laughs> oh, of the airline's winter sale, <laughs> which also sees the airline dropping its draws, sorry, dropping prices by up to 20% in World Traveller, World Traveller Plus, Club World, Club You Around the Head and Club Europe. <laughs> Adam Daniels, British Airways Chief Commercial Orifice, I'm sorry, Officer, said, This year we've decided to offer our customers a gift that even Santa would be proud of. Pause for effect. <laughs> With seats in first class from just... Now, this is why they suggested you should go to... Uh, where was that place? Philadelphia. Philadelphia, yeah. yeah. That's the cheapest seat they do. So, <laughs> probably, do you, you know, know what W.C. Fields is alleged to have, uh, have on his headstone about Philadelphia? On his headstone, W.C. Fields, it says, better here than Philadelphia. <laughs> I love it. From why, just, why don't we, we like Philadelphia? I hate it that it's horrible on toast oh, or bread. I, I like Philadelphia. Yeah. Well, the it's important thing is how is the airport? Because I was thinking maybe fly through there to uh, go to somewhere else in the U.S. Well, it's, well, it's not it's one of the ones on the list in the, one of the last stories we have. So yeah. right. I think we I think we have to we do have to ask obviously the the BA specialist on the show <gasps> oh, oh, yes. uh, who's sitting next to me here. Um, any thoughts on this, uh, Nev? I think they're a bit desperate, actually. I think they need to uh, get some more bums on seats, and, and that's the problem they've had for a while, is uh, filling the premium um, cabins, because they're not, obviously a lot of people don't make any money on the, uh, on the coach and the economy seats, so they've got to be uh, up in the business all the first class. All so. right. Mm. Well, there we are. Is that, uh, is that rugger, Nick, or...? No, it's not from my end. Oh, right, okay. It's from no, that, that, That's um, Josh doing his um, ho 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 impersonation. That's very good. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> ho ho ho. Yes. <laughs> oh. That's very good. Do that again. Yes. Want to do it again? Very good. Oh, Thank awesome. you, Josh. Excellent. Have it sit Simbarov. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, all right. I asked Josh what his favourite flying experience of 2017 was, by the way, just before he do, goes to bed. Do indeed. Yes, yes, yes. So what was your favourite flying experience of this year then, Josh? When we went in the little aeroplane. Oh, when you came up in the Cherokee with Daddy and we flew around Pembrokeshire? Yeah. All right. Oh, you enjoyed that, did you? Yeah. All right. Very Do you think you'd like to go again? Yeah! <laughs> oh, very cool. <laughs> very cool. Young pilot in the making. Young pilot in the making. What wow. was not heard in that was Josh saying, Now, Daddy, where's the money you owe me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's been looking forward to saying about his uh, favourite aviation experience of the year on the show, so uh, oh. I did agree to him doing that. I, uh, no, not at all. I'm very yeah, grateful no to letting him have the time on your fantastic show. That no I received no number. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay that's okay Al yeah. uh, well done it's always great to take the kids up for a fly um, I know Nikolai loved his first flight in a warrior um, wow I just wish I could find the photo I got of him do it, looking out the window but yeah it's it's a great thing take kids up early it, 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 get them early get them hooked Too true. Never, never spend money on drugs again right true well that's yeah. right the only downside unfortunately is, is yeah you, you get them hooked and then you get round about when they're about 17 or 18 they go dad I want to be an airline pilot no would you like a low-cost loan I, at your convenience <laughs> I, I solved that one really early as we we're going around uh, airports and air shows i said oh nico this mustang is owned by a doctor uh that uh you know that beechcraft is actually owned by a guy who runs his own um maintenance shop you know all this kind of stuff and made it, let him realize that oh yeah and that aircraft over there is owned by an airline pilot he only just yeah, bought it now after 20 years by a corporate lawyer <laughs> yeah and that was it and, and, and i think he's realized early on that he needs to get a good well-paying job to be able to fund his flying habit <laughs> right well yeah there is that so yeah. so do, do, do the the general consensus is that i'm a little bit out of order and going around routinely telling my son that he's actually colorblind when he's not <laughs> <laughs> Right. <clears throat> yes, I, there are some questions. <laughs> you are. <laughs> okay. Good. Poor boy. Anyway, moving on. Doctor Steph. No, no, no. The no. next story. No, 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 no. We have some feedback first. Oh, yeah. no, we have some feedback. Sorry. Sorry about that. Yes. No. You're, you're, you're you next. Read the, that was my ploy to see. Yeah, if yeah, yeah, read yeah, the yeah, show see, notes. No, I, ha I do. See, he right. said I do read the show notes every single week. I just don't like him to know that I read the show notes. So Matt, we've got uh -huh. some feedback. We have indeed. Yes. So we've got our first section now. No, it's not the military section. It's all right. You can stay awake Al it's fine so uh, we've been very lucky in the fact that lots of our listeners have sent us um, some feedback and uh, this is our first batch of three hello Carlos Matt and Nev this is David Abbey from New York just saying thanks for all you do in producing a fine aviation podcast that is plain talking UK and Matt, it was great meeting you and Owen in New York this year. Hope one day to meet Carlos and Nev as well. And have a great holiday season and new year. And an anticipated congratulations on the upcoming 200th episode. Keep up the great work and thanks again. Take care. And then Matt, Carlos and Neville. And to the rest of the Plane Talking UK community out there, uh, Ray from Sydney, Australia here. Just wanted to take this opportunity in wishing you all a very Merry Christmas and a very happy and safe 2018. And uh, here's hoping for another exciting year of uh, episodes 
for Plane Talking UK. So, as you can see from behind me and what I'm wearing now, I'm currently at work. Uh, and uh, yeah, I've actually got a 777 flying over me at the moment. As you can see. So, uh, very apt message. Anyway, uh, all the best and take care. Catch you all on the flip side. See ya. Hello, Carlos, Matt, and Neville, and all the PT UK listeners. This is Hasha in the Netherlands, wishing you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And wishing you all many air shows and meetups in 2018. Fijne feestdagen! was nice indeed yeah so we're, we're going to actually intersperse because we've got lots of messages so we're going to intersperse yeah. them uh, throughout the show rather than doing it as a sort of one big massive hit we so, do have uh, some awesome listeners I we do you. indeed anyway on to the next, next story, story then dr Stop steph, steph yeah. please all right so this is from the lonelyplanet.com and it says one airline is encouraging passengers to pilfer its salt and pepper shakers uh, what, what? Mm, i wonder which what? airline this could be <laughs> well airlines would naturally prefer if passengers refrained from stealing onboard items Virgin Atlantic is making an exception over the Christmas period by actively encouraging the, quote, theft of the salt and pepper shakers in its upper class cabins. The shakers, named Wilbur and Orville, very clever, <laughs> are festive red versions of the airline's highly collectible silver and black shakers, which are shaped like mini planes. Uh, they will be available on board flights from the 21st to 26th of December, and Virgin is encouraging customers to pinch them and take them home to take... Uh, pride of place on the Christmas dinner table or else gift them to an aviation enthusiast relative. Or put them the, on eBay. Or put them <laughs> yeah, on eBay. You, that's probably eBay. the, the yeah. uh, wise thing to do. You'll make more money that way. How much can I get for these things? About five pounds, I reckon. Oh. <laughs> Sold. 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 Nice. So, the, uh, <laughs> the sweet shakers... They were actually metal opposed to plastic. Yeah. Hmm. You're Skyping out, old champ. Try again in English. I said, do you remember when the salt and pepper um, on Virgin Atlantic flights were metal rather than plastic? Yeah, but we killed too many ca passengers throwing them at them. Right. So, uh, okay, I've, got, I've got one of those metal Do you? <laughs> yeah, yes. the metal ones were very smart, very nice. But they got stolen too quickly. Yes. Well, well yeah. in case you forget where they came from, it does say pinched from Virgin Atlantic right. on their feet. <laughs> what did you do with your set of metal ones, Nick? Well, I'm going to send some... No, I, my metal ones, no, I'm keeping those. I'm going to send Liz a, a set, though, of the modern ones, if I can get hold of some. Oh, very good. If you have an early set, they don't have pinched from Virgin Atlantic on the bottom. <laughs> that was something that they put as an add-on when they realised that they were losing... They were being many. stolen. Ah, oh, well, had I been part of the airline, I wouldn't have known that. Right. I've just, I've just had a quick look on to the E of Bay... And uh, there are some on eBay, actually, the, the red ones that oh, are shown really? in this story. <laughs> and uh, they are currently on eBay, and they've had five bids already uh, for a set of the salt and pepper pots, £32. Oh, wow. That's In dollars. Uh, but, yeah, 32 quid. They're on eBay right now. Right. Oh, okay. There, you go. there well, we go. There you and are. they only were available as of today, apparently. So. Wow, that, no, that, that is efficiency so right there. Is, we all go need to go and book Virgin Upper Class, 
for about, oh, I don't know what it would be, about £1,500 return or something to New York, <laughs> and then we can make 32 quid out of it. That's not bad going. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, that's that's a good, good deal. Return. No, no, no. Al, you go to the sewers, you get to see You've got to go and get everyone else's, and then you make 32 by however many you've been able to st steal. Therefore, you Well, like when you sometimes see people who are quite sort of slow getting off the aeroplane, and the only reason they're slow getting off is they can rifle all of the immunity kits into their bag as they get off. <laughs> yeah. Well, indeed. Hey, so if you, if you do happen to um, take a flight on Virgin Atlantic in upper class and come across um, a set of these salt and pepper shakers, they're also encouraging you to share pictures of uh, your stolen salt and pepper shakers <laughs> on Twitter and use the hashtag pinched from. So there you go. Right. Oh, that's brilliant. Thanks to them. That's, uh, that's they might a... be saying that with the monitors, the life jackets, the safety cards. You're actually gone, will they? Always guaranteed. Just build yes. your own plane. Does that, mean got, does that mean I've got to hand back the blanket that I took? Uh, Probably, yes, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Or, or stick it on eBay. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I love my blanket, my Persian oh. blanket. Oh, can I just say, I love Brian's hat. I, I know we saw it last year as well, the Snoopy hat. Hey, Snoopy. I absolutely love the Snoopy hat. It's, uh, oh, it's... it says Snoopy. I thought it said floppy on it. No, <laughs> it wasn't. <laughs> Family. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, <clears throat> anyway, so <laughs> story moving, number four. Help. Moving swiftly on. Uh, so the, the next no, wait, story. Before we move on, though, no, the the salt and pepper shakers on United are in the shape of well, they say their logo, but to me they look like the uh, Death Star from uh, Star Wars, <laughs> and they are stolen awesome. left, right, and center on on all those flights as well. So oh. there we go. More tip. We don't obviously promote yeah, yeah. Uh, stealing no, of stuff of off Absolutely. aircraft on the show, no. um, but um, yeah. In, indeed. Okay. <laughs> I'm Send not sure what message we take from this. So some some airlines say. In that case, to, I won't show you mine. No, indeed. Some some airlines say it's okay to okay to steal stuff. Yeah. Some airlines say no, please don't. Uh, yeah. Virgin Atlantic apparently is saying yes, please do steal our stuff. Excellent. Yeah. Well, so, those two bits. So, uh, uh, Miss uh, Mr. McCarran, your story is next. Yeah. Okay, and my apologies to Glenn and all the others in the uh, from New Zealand who are listening to the show. I haven't <laughs> lived there for a very long time, but uh, I'm loving the duck call. <laughs> what is, yes, that going to bed, on? weren't they? Yes, going to bed. Yeah. <laughs> okay, here we go. This is from newshub.co.nz. a gun. <laughs> Careful, you may shoot him. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so the you The jocularity. <laughs> so, you, so, so you were saying, Mr. McCarran? I shouldn't have moving that into seven and a half years ago, should I, really? <laughs> <laughs> it was a good idea at the time, right? <laughs> okay. <clears throat> the from nz. Merry Christmas! Air New Zealand's hilariously Kiwi Christmas ad. The Kiwi accent is causing Santa Claus some serious issues in Air New Zealand's latest Christmas commercial. New Zealand's characteristic twang tips, uh, trips him up when taking present orders from Kiwi children, and it comes with entertaining consequences. The requests come across as rather unusual to Santa, but he nonetheless forwards the kids' gift requests onto his elves with puggy banks, aka piggy banks, a book of magic trucks, aka tricks, <laughs> And biscuit balls, aka basketballs, <laughs> all being made in its North Pole factory. The elves pick up that something is wrong, however, and they soon realise that, like in previous years, they've let the Kiwi accent trip them up. <laughs> Air New Zealand staff are then called in to help. 
The carrier's chief marketing officer, Mike Todd, says the airline wanted to commemorate Christmas in a way that was distinctly Kiwi. While it's no secret the Kiwi accent has been misunderstood at times, it's also a signature part of our service, he said. We wanted to celebrate the festive season and the Kiwi accent in a humorous and uniquely Air New Zealand way. They certainly did. If you've seen it, it's very rich. Yeah, cream. indeed. In fact, actually, uh, Grant, what we're going to do is we're going to play that video for you now. So if you haven't seen it, this is your opportunity. Here I do go. actually have permission from Air Ze New Zealand to play this. So here we go. This is the advert that Grant is talking about. Mm. <laughs> A teddy bear for Ling Ling from Shanghai. Oh. <laughs> You're good. Really good. I mean, that was... Hello, Santa speaking. Hi, Santa, it's Edim. Hello, Edim. And what would you like for Christmas? I want a new beard. Uh, just to get this clear, you'd like a new beard. Uh, okay, Edim. Remember to be nice. A new beard for Edim. Santa speaking. A puggy bank. Right, Tom. A puggy bank for Tum from Tumaroo. Santa speaking. Hello, Bin. A biscuit ball for Bin. A what sort of plane? An ear plane for Windy. Huh? A book of magic trucks. Sounds like a good read. Huh? A bug screen TV. All right. What the father Christmas is going on here? Hmm? Kids want bikes and tents and fidget spinners, not airplanes. <sighs> oh, it's happened again. I know who can help. Kira. Oh, uh, we seem to be having some trouble with the Kiwi accent. <laughs> Understanding Kiwi is easy as. A's are E's, E's are I's, I's are U's, and O's are O's. O's are always O's, and U's are usually U's, but U's could also mean like all of U's. Like how come U's don't understand what I'm saying? So it's not a bug screen TV? Basketball, not biscuitball. And piggy bank, not puggy bank. Book of magic tricks, not book of magic trucks. <laughs> well, I've never... Maybe we'll take care of the calls and these presents. Do you mind if I take this home? It's growing on me. That oh. is one what? of what? the <laughs> most interesting ads I've seen for a long while. <laughs> and I, like I, I, I tell said, you what, guys, it's rich, thick, and creamy, cuz. Because <laughs> you beached Esbrook. I'll tell you. Don't it, eat Plinkton. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to ask Gemma for a bug screen TV. A bug screen TV, I yeah. think that is the answer, yes, absolutely. That'll work. So, yes, thank you to Air New Zealand for letting us play that out. It's a, it's a nice humorous take on, on the Did festive. you like that, Nev? Great, <laughs> wasn't it? Yeah, first time yeah. I've seen that. Are, are you, are you going to get a puggy bank? Uh, yes. Good. <laughs> yes, everybody needs a puggy bank, absolutely. Well, actually, yeah. I've got a, one of the ladies I work with is completely pug mad. Having the common sense to answer you in a fairly sort of prompt fashion about such a request, because 
sometimes when you talk to these corporate bodies, it's like as if you're banging your head against a brick wall and actually publicising the body. But, you know, sometimes they can make it very difficult. So well done, Air New Zealand, all around, I'd say. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Indeed, yeah. It, it, it's, it, as I say, it's all a bit of good, clean, harmless fun. So we're going to move straight on to another piece Brian of Coleman, feed. yours No, next no, we're going to move on oh, to another piece oh, of feedback. we've got some more feedback. You know those show notes that you keep throwing <laughs> at me? Well, I'm going to start... I'm, I'm going to keep <laughs> reading them, you, even though. if you want me oh, not. You're normally the first to complain when, you know, people don't bother reading them. I yeah. mean, you know, this is a, appalling <laughs> behaviour on what is supposed to be your finest hour. Yeah, absolutely. Voiced by his own That's guitar. it, Al. You bring some decency yeah, into the show. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I know. I'm shocked. I'm shocked. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, anyway. Okay. Uh, Alice anyway. isn't reading the show notes. Elle's bringing decency in. What the hell's happening? <laughs> it's going on? on. It's all gone horribly wrong. So we've got some feedback. Who have we got some feedback from, Matt? So this time it's Graham Haley and Mark Harvey. Hello everybody, Graham Haley here from the UK, wishing you all behind the microphones and in front of the speakers a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year full of great podcasts from the people you're listening to now. Graham, out. Hi Carlos, Matt, Nev and everyone, it's Mark Harvey. I just want to say thanks for a great year of Plain Talking UK. Really been enjoying the shows. Uh, it's been great being able to get a little bit involved in the show. Um, Fantastic joining in the chat room on the live broadcasts, making some great friends. Uh, it's a real family show, a real family feel to it, and I really enjoy it. Uh, this time of year, I just want to say Merry Christmas to everyone. Hope everyone has a fantastic holiday season, and looking forward to everything that's coming up in 2018. Merry Christmas. Thanks, guys. Very good. Very, very good, good. Very good. Okay, nice, right. I, now I can't remember who was next. Uh, ex, uh, uh, I've lost my place. There we go. I think Bring up Brian. the show notes. It's Brian Coleman. Next. I think it's supposed to be me. Uh, yeah. Family show, ladies and gentlemen. Family show. <laughs> Thank you, Matt. Thank you, Matt. I did that without moving my lips. I know. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. So, okay. Brian, you've got a bit of a, a foodie story, because we do like a bit of food on this show. Oh, no, that you'll start the yeah, emails again. Yeah, seem to talk about food a fair bit. And this yeah. is from India Blooms. It says, Jet Airways offer guests Christmas special treats on select flights from Mumbai, Delhi, to London, Heathrow. Uh, the airline will celebrate Christmas aboard its select flights. Why, if you're going to do it, why not all flights? Why just select flights? But select flights from Mumbai and Delhi to London Heathrow, the Christmas offering for the season have been specially chosen by Jet Airways chefs from amongst numerous options on offer. Good thing the chefs did the selection here. Although I think maybe the passengers or flight attendants might have wanted to do this. Starting December 15th until December 31st, all first class and premier guests will have the opportunity to savor a vast and varied menu that includes carefully curated uh, delicacies such as roast chicken, roast potato barrel, spinach tart, and yule log. Now, I actually had to look up what roast barrel, what roast potato barrel is because I thought why would you want to eat a barrel of potatoes? That just seems weird. And then isn't a Yule log something you put on the fireplace and not 
a dessert type item? No, Yulog is something that you normally do sort of kind of later on on Christmas Day when the whole yeah, of the Christmas, Christmas turkeys night. work its way through the system. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. It's like, like a cake. Yeah, yeah they're yeah. yeah. We call them Swiss logs, don't we? They call ah, them we call them Yulog at my house. Or Yulog. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, whatever. Um, but then chicken. Shouldn't they be serving turkey? First, I have to. Hey, I, 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 do you get chicken that on would every be on flight? Turkish Air, Brian. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Okay, okay. A politician on the menu. Thank you. <laughs> so, guests traveling in economy will be served again roast chicken on Christmas Eve until the end of the year. That's convenient. <laughs> yeah, again, isn't this something they do every day? Why is this something special? I didn't get that. Anyway, according to. Jay Rajah's somebody or other, Executive Vice President, Product and Services, Jet Airways, said, as India's favorite airline, we have always been committed to creating exceptional onboard flight experiences for our guests, and food is one of the quintessential favorites that evoke pleasing memories for all our guests. Mm. We are confident that our recommended selections for Christmas will strongly appeal to our guests, making their travel with us even more unique and memorable. So I guess good job for them for, for, for trying. I, I, to me, though, just without turkey and cranberry and all the other fixings that at least I was yeah. used to having at Christmas, this doesn't seem very special to me. Sorry, Steph, are we keeping you up? <laughs> <laughs> no, that cat that was uh, previously on Captain Nick's Video feed there. Contagious yawns, believe it or not. I'm not tired at all. <laughs> Just watching that cat yawn, I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to yawn. I have to yawn. And then <laughs> the more I tried not to yawn, the yeah, worse it I've got. I've actually sussed this out, Brian. I've got this worked out. I can see where the marketing magic goes here. Because the majority of the sort of Western Christian world will be sitting down to eat turkey. However, oh. there is now an outlet to eat chicken and fly somewhere at the same time. <laughs> now that's clever marketing, you've got to admit. I thought it was goose that everybody eats at Christmas. You're right there, man. Could be. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I've never had goose. I, I thought it was turkey. It's, it's turkey here usually, isn't it? Well, yeah. yeah they're much harder turkey. to chase down the country lanes than you know turkeys and pheasants and stuff. So I mean, you're lucky if you get a goose. <laughs> well, that's. Well, I am. Like Do any of you guys have ham at Christmas? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah we have ham. Uh, yeah, Boxing Roast Day ham, like in the Grinch. We we have ham and it's not just my jokes. <laughs> That's worthy of a. Yeah, it there is indeed. <laughs> yeah. We've to have whatever until becomes available on the run up to Christmas, really. Yeah, well, true. I think true. Nick, looks like Nick's running his screensaver of photos through the system, and some of them are quite interesting. <laughs> are they? Hold on. Did, did, oh, you, did you say they're quite now. interesting? Do I need no, to um, hit this button? Those private well, photos are supposed to be off. Uh, goose for Christmas, you'd be thanked for it. But now, if you give somebody a goose for Christmas, you get fired. Well, yeah, <laughs> very true. Uh, well, you know, it's different times, Micah. Different times. Nev, has has Matt killed Father Christmas's aircraft? Yeah, we've had a bit of a situation. Oh, no. uh, we have had Matt, an, an issue in the PTK studio. Interfered with the uh, oh, no. the prop 
Um, and so I'm having to make Whoa. some uh, running repairs. Oh, here. So uh, I didn't even feel it. Oh, yeah. no. <laughs> Matt's beard has, I didn't even feel it. Matt's beard has been trapped in, in the prop of the single-engined uh, Santa, Santa uh, aircraft. Does this mean the children won't get their toys now? They won't, no, Matt. Oh, oh, no. Sorry, and you've I'm ruined. I'm qualified. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, you've got an aircraft here either. Medic! So, uh, yeah. Medic! Medic. <laughs> I, think, I think we should, definitely, we should definitely move on to, uh, to uh, our next story. Storyteller, which is Rob Mark. Ah, very good. Uh, Wake up, Rob. That's where I read the story now, right? Yes, that's, that's the, the one. one. Yes, yes. Okay, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, this is the one about toys for tots uh, to make uh, Christmas a little brighter for the kids in Puerto Rico, where, of course, the uh, hurricane has run amok uh, through there. I think most of the island still doesn't have power. Wow. Uh, but this one comes out of Fort Worth out of the Digital Journal. And it says the U.S. Marine Corps Reserve Toys for Tots program, Hasbro Inc., uh, which is a toy company here in the States, Signature Flight Support, and uh, Hillwood Airways, a Perot company and private charter airline, are collaborating to deliver 30,000 toys and games to families in need in Puerto Rico this week, just in time for the holidays. The Hillwood Airways cargo airplane filled with Hasbro toys and games is going to depart for its first flight the morning of Wednesday, December 20th. Oh, we missed it. All right. Uh, from the Fort Worth Alliance uh, Airport in uh, outside of Dallas and uh, arrived that evening at the, uh, I hope someone else speaks Spanish, Luis Munoz Marin International Said Airport. Said like a professional, Rob. That's yeah, very good, yeah. Is that yeah. pretty good? Nice try. Very right. awesome. Yeah. Uh, you can order a Chinese takeaway for me anytime. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you're making me hungry. Uh, Milo, eat, eat that orange or whatever. Okay, anyway. Uh, all the toys and games are going to be unloaded before the plane departs to Miami to pick up more toys and games and then embarks on a second flight back to Puerto Rico. <laughs> back to Puerto, Puerto Rico? Okay, back to Puerto, Puerto Rico. On, Thursday. Oh, it's it's today. Uh, toys for Tots, Marines, and volunteers will be on the ground to receive the toys and the games and then distribute to nonprofit organizations throughout Puerto Rico in time for Christmas on December 25th and Three Kings Day on January 6th, which I've never heard of before. Three hey, Kings. Rob, the reason why they have to go back and do the trip again is their first trip they had all electric games, and, and since they don't have electricity <laughs> on the island, they had to go back for non-electric ones. Right. Oh, so they were going to go back for the batteries. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about right. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> still recovering from the hurricane devastation, we knew there would be an even greater need for gifts this year. Uh, first, Hasbro stepped up to donate toys and games and then Hillwood Airways stepped up to donate cargo airplanes for, tra for transport. We're so grateful to both organizations for helping to fulfill the holiday dreams and hopes of so many kids this year, said Lieutenant General H.P. Osman, U.S. Marine Corps, retired president and CEO, Marine Toys for Tots Foundation. <sighs> okay, next. A corporate partner for more than 20 years, Hasbro's helped deliver more than 3.5 million toys and games nationwide to Toys for Tots. And this year, 1.3 million of them are being donated to Toys and Tots through Be Fearless, Be Kind. 
Hasbro's signature philanthropic. I can't talk. Hasbro's signature philanthropic initiative designed to empower kids to have the compassion and the courage to stand up for others, to be inclusive, and to make a difference in the world. This donation to the Puerto Rico. Uh, this donation to Puerto Rico is the result of the kindness. Kindness Rising campaign. You can tell I didn't read this through before we started. Uh, <laughs> campaign that called on kids to take the B. Boy, there's a lot of interesting phrases here. The B. Fearless. You've got no excuses, Rob. Rob you need to remember. American you, for you. Yeah, to, Rob, to you be, need to remember. You don't have Matt's in life to edit this out and fix it. So you know you got to get it right the first time. <laughs> Fearless to be kind pledge. <laughs> Mike has already been trying to get me to do. Uh, but for every pledge made, Hasbro matched it with a toy and a donation to Toys for Tots. And uh, uh, the per oh my goodness, this goes on. In past <laughs> years, <laughs> the Marine Toys for Tots Foundation struggled to find cost-efficient means of transportation to augment the Puerto Rico Toys for Tots campaign. Hillwood Airways reached out to the Toys for Tots group this year to help offer the uh, help this holiday season and ultimately donated a cargo plane for the flights to Puerto Rico. So Hillwood Airways also secured the assistance of Signature Flight Support. Uh, for those of you that uh, aren't here in the States, the uh, largest uh, FBO chain here in the States. Uh, you probably out of there in Chicago, don't you? Yeah, well, no, actually, they're based in Orlando. Um, I, th I thought, you, I thought you, your aircraft was based at Signature. Anyhow, sorry, sidetracking. Well, we, yeah, don't distract. I'm having enough trouble here. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Senior moment. Focus. Senior Focus. moment. You can do it. Come on. Come on. Just, just, just that last little push. You can make it. You can make it. Come on. We're all egging you on. We're, we're with you. We're with you. That Ross Perot Jr. I remember when we thought Ross Perot would be an awful president. Okay. But I, I... <laughs> I'm Ross and I'm the boss. I'm very thankful to be able to make a difference for the families and children in Puerto Rico in hopes of making the season a little brighter. Through the generosity of individuals, organizations, and businesses, combined with a dedicated core of over 35,000 volunteers around the country, Toys for Tots plays an active role in creating a more inclusive world and inspiring others to make a difference in their community. With the holiday season rapidly approaching, families who struggle to make ends meet seek additional support to provide their children with a little joy during the year. Families or volunteers who have been impacted by Toys for Tots over the years are encouraged to share their stories at stories.toysfortots.org. This is Captain Rob signing off. Oh, Very good. It's a good well, news story. Well done. Well mm. done, Rob. Excellent. Excellent rendition. Yes, indeed. I think it's about time in it, Nev, we had a good news aviation story. <clears throat> we need one. We need yeah, one, frankly, don't we? Yeah. Indeed. Yeah. Yeah. indeed. On the subject of good news, it's uh, more feedback time. Oh, Indeed, and this time it's from a very, very lovely and, I think, uh, generous lady. So it's time to welcome the lovely Ooh. Liz Piper. Hi, Carlos, Matt, Nev, and all the other special guests. I'm sure they're with you to celebrate on the special show. I wanted to take this opportunity to thank so many of you for the most amazing year I've just experienced. It all started with the best birthday gift an APG fan could ever wish for, when Captain Jeff had a layover here in Toronto, and we met for brunch on my birthday in early March. 
What a thrill to meet him in person. Thanks so much, Jeff. Sadly, it appears the Mad Dogs no longer head to Toronto, so I feel fortunate that we had the chance to meet. Then in May, wings over Pittsburgh. Nev flew his beloved British Airways to Toronto, and he and I drove down to Pittsburgh together for an amazing weekend. The air show itself was just great, but even better was the chance to meet so many aviation fans. I'm sure I'll miss some names, sorry, but it was just a complete thrill for me to meet Dr. Steph, Carlos, Matt, Captain Al, Micah, the Airplane Geeks, Hillel, Stephen Ivey, and John Brown, those last three flew their own aircraft to the show, Miami Hick, Jennifer, First Officer Craig and his lovely fiance Ashley, Fred from San Francisco, and so many more. Such great memories. Thanks so much to Rick Bell for all his hard work on the show and getting us all there. It was amazing. At the end of June, I flew from Toronto to Heathrow thanks to a most wonderful invitation from Captain Nick's lovely wife, Jilly. She and I are avid tennis fans, and she was kind enough to ask me to accompany her to Wimbledon, a dream for anyone. Over and above that, Jilly and Nick asked me to stay with them and then organized a wonderful barbecue at their home while I was there. On a perfect English summer day, Nev and Sue, Adam and Louise Spink and their dog Betty, Stuart and Nina Aslett and their adorable little boy Alfie, Nick, Jilly and I enjoyed an afternoon of super conversation, yummy food and drink. Thank you to so, so much to everyone. It was wonderful to meet you all. After my stay with Nick and Jilly, Nev and Sue took over. Nev picked me up at the Andersons and drove me home to his place. He and Sue could not have been more hospitable. Nev took three days off from a very busy work schedule to show me the sights, and on my last day he not only drove me to Heathrow, but came in and made sure I navigated my way through the airport. Thank you to all my new UK friends for the most amazing week. As those of you who listen to Nev's great passenger experience segments will already know, my trip home was a real treat as I was upgraded into business class, the perfect end to a perfect week. I thought my aviation encounters would be over for the year at that point, but no. First Officer Craig had a layover in Toronto in late November, and we got together for a meal and a lovely visit. Thanks so much, Craig. On top of all that, I had two other trips, Toronto to New York for a few days via Porter Airlines Q400s, out of Toronto City Centre Airport and a week in Florida via Air Canada Rouge. So as you can see, 2017 was very good to me. On top of all that, I have my twice weekly dates with the chat rooms for the live recordings of both APG and PTUK. Thank you for all the information and even better, the fun I've had there. If you haven't been to the live chat, I highly encourage you try and make some time. It's wonderful. So Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and here's to a happy aviation-filled 2018 to you all. Thanks to all the podcast hosts and guests for your hard work. It's very much appreciated. Bye from Toronto. Yay, nice one, Liz. That oh, was well lovely. Done, Liz. Wasn't that good? Oh, awesome, Liz. Yeah. Bless her. That was so good. And actually, Liz is uh, she's just actually off. She's I think she's now off 
to do something or other. She's just oh, leaving. She? Yeah, she's just she's a lot of love for Liz in the chat room. I will just say, uh, very much. Yeah, so. everyone loved that. So well done, Liz. Uh, well, no, thanks. Yeah, that was great. It's it's uh, it's uh, honestly, it has. It, I'll tell you what. Actually, as far as meetups and things go, the last couple of years have been really quite amazing. What with Farnborough <laughs> yeah. and things the year before, oh. and then obviously this year where we all went off to Pittsburgh and yeah. and things. Yeah. And that was Duxford, my Duxford. And Duxford, yeah. Oh, and Duxford, yeah. of course she yeah. is. Yes, that, that, that was when... that was the best one. <laughs> that was, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, of course, because you were there, Milo. I know, because Milo was why. there. Yeah, absolutely, this is it. It was really good, actually. It's, it's been a really good year, hasn't it, really, yeah. as far as... I'm that. just saying, can I just say, I'm finding this really disconcerting, because I can hear noise coming out from you, Matt, <laughs> but your lips aren't actually moving at all. <laughs> That's right. It's a bit like the audio sync issues we have sometimes oh, in yes. the video. It's fine. No, yeah. Nobody will notice. I've just but, noticed that, actually, oh, Dad, yeah. 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 <laughs> it's really weird. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what all the fuss is about. Guys, um, it's now an appropriate time to, to do a little announcement, or is it inappropriate? Uh, well, um, Al, when you're talking, it's yeah, always inappropriate. Always inappropriate. Yeah. I've, I've yeah. got my, I've got my hand on the mute button. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Yes. Announce away, sir. Okay, well, I, I, um, I received a message earlier on today, so this is fairly much sort of hot off the press news. Now, for those of you who've been to Duxford, you may well have seen that uh, my former airline that is no longer in existence, Monarch Airlines, had a uh, Bristol Britannia on display there. Yeah. And, in fact, it had been at Duxford since 1975, wow. but was actually rented to Duxford. And, of course, since the collapse of Monarch Airlines on the 2nd of October, its status, its position um, at Duxford was somewhat uh, up in the balance. Oh, really? There was some concern that the owners were going to actually say, well, we want to scrap it for its material value. Oh, wow. Because, of course, the administrators have a duty to try to secure any money that they can for their creditors. So I received a message today saying that earlier this morning, contracts have been signed between the relevant parties that Victor Tango, which is the aircraft registration, and all the memorabilia that uh, has been salvaged from Monarch's head office are now property of uh, the uh, Duxford Aviation Society. Oh, wow. And therefore, um, it will all stay at Duxford for people to see for many, many years uh, oh, to come. Fantastic. So um, that's a good news story, I think, out of a bad news it story. Is. Correct yeah. 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 it is. It is it's a great thing. It is it is a love. I mean, there's so many things at Duxford, obviously, which it is like stepping back in time. Obviously, that's what they they like to go, you know, like to do there. But actually, uh, that's you know, and and the the, the monarch aircraft is a very integral part of that sort of static display mm. when you when yeah. when you are yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's 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 brilliant. So no, thanks for that, Al. I appreciate that. Yeah. So so I, I just for a. A mention out for one of my former colleagues, Myrna. Myrna and her friends who are the volunteers there have spent the last two years or so um, renovating that aircraft, trying to make it look as good as it possibly could. And it would have been soul-destroying for them if it had ended yeah. up being cut up for scrap. So, mm. yeah. um, so I'm really, really pleased. Mm, absolutely. Yeah, well, that's a good news story. I'm just a little confused because I always thought you flew for Royal Jets. Well, this is true, but now that uh, Monarch Airlines is uh, no more, I think mm. I can probably, can probably safely say that they won't be suing me. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Yeah. Okay. They've, and if they are going to, they've got bigger fish to fry before they come anywhere near you. <laughs> well, they can pay me before they sue me. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> fair, fair enough. Okay. Well, we'll step away from that. Uh, okay. Um, uh, yes. So up Thanks, next. Al. Much appreciate that. Yeah. Cheers, Al. 
Uh, Micah, uh, the next story is uh, for you. Yes, this is from Sky News, and it's pretty much good news, really. People who shine lasers at aircraft could face up to five years in prison in a new bill to be published on Wednesday. Offenders could also face unlimited fines under the safety measures being implemented by the Department for Transport, but should have their eyes gouged out by crows. Oh, I added that. <laughs> Easily purchased online. Seems harsh. Yeah. Yeah. That's what happens when you read the story ahead of time. Yeah. <laughs> Laser pens can easily what? be purchased online or on the high street. On the high street? can cause eye damage and temporary blindness. Well, no, what a surprise. Under current legislation, someone found guilty of shining a laser pen at an aircraft faces a maximum fine of just 2,500 pounds. Well, let's everybody just do it then. <laughs> the laser misuse vehicles bill will expand the types of vehicles covered under the law to include trains, buses, boats, and hovercraft, but not automobiles. Did you notice that? Oh. Police are warning that shining a laser at an aircraft or another moving vehicle is deeply irresponsible and dangerous. And they don't say that it's crazy, absurd, and really you should have your eyes gouged out by crows for even thinking about it. <laughs> but nonetheless. Indeed. Commander Simon Bray from the National Police Chiefs Council said, quote, laser attacks can lead to catastrophic incidents. These new and robust measures send a clear message to perpetrators. Laser attacks are, cri are a crime and serious consequences will follow from committing this offense, unquote. The new laws will make it easier to prosecute people who shine lasers at vehicles as it will no longer need to be proved that they intended to endanger it. If reasonable precautions are not taken to avoid dazzling or distracting a vehicle operator, it will be an office, an offense, regardless of whether it was deliberate or not. Aviation Minister Baroness Sugg, Baroness Sugg warned laser misuse can have fatal consequences. She added, the quote, the government is determined to protect pilots, captains, drivers, and their passengers and take action against those who threaten their safety. Pilots have been increasingly targeted by laser pens in recent years. With the first laser attack on an aircraft reported in 2004, there have been about 1,500 incidents in the U.K. each year since 2011, with 1,258 reported in 2016. Mm. Have any of you guys ever been hit by a laser? Yep. What's it? I mean... I assume it is. Uh, I know this. I don't mean this to sound so so flippant here, but I assume it is as dangerous as everybody claims. You know, I mean, uh, you know, it is. It is obviously clearly very bad news because I mean, if nothing else, uh, it must blind you for a moment just because of the the, the light that's there. I mean, uh, yeah, is there long term damage? There's, there's the distraction side. So you've got that. You know, what the flipping echo was that? You know, obviously the first time you encounter it. When you get a bit more seasoned to it, I think I'm up to about five, five laser encounters wow. now. Um, you, you obviously know what it is. So you've got the distraction element, and, you know, that's not a good thing, obviously. And the other thing is, and I'm sure we've all done it, and indeed I did it earlier today, you know, you temporarily blind yourself by shining a bright light into your eye by, mm. you know, testing a torch the wrong way or trying to get the lighting to work in here so I don't look <laughs> as if I'm in prison, that sort of thing. So you, you get, I mean, it, normally with, with torches, or sorry, uh, flashlights as you American people like to call them, um, um, you, you get that sort of temporary white blindness. Well, obviously a lot of lasers tend to be green mm. or red, 
um, and they really leave quite nasty sort of visual after effects that can go on for hours, if not days. Really? Uh, they tend, fortunately, to be non-permanent, but obviously if you've got, you know, um, should we just say disturbed vision for a period of time, it's mm. not a great thing to have when you're trying to land an aeroplane. No. Uh, and there are some parts of the world where they are very, very common, um, seemingly Jeff was shaking his head, so I'm getting... Well, actually, you don't fly at night, do you, Jeff? So that's going to be one factor. <laughs> now, now. <laughs> Jeff? Hello? No, I do oh. actually fly at night occasionally, and uh, but I have not yet been uh, hit by a laser. Wow. Yet. Okay. It's, it's not so much at night as it's just early in the morning most of the well, time. Well, you know, right? actually, but, you know, if you've, if you've noticed my schedule in the last few months, I've been doing those, you know, 30-hour layovers and those... Fly, uh, yeah. you know, well into the night, um, that first better. night. But, uh, but she's right. The early morning ones, especially this time of year, are definitely night flights as well. But you know, maybe most of the laser perpetrators are. I, I think there's more asleep. night owls. Yeah. 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 Um, is it a problem in the states as well? I mean, it's not just a, a UK problem. I, I, oh, I'm no. assuming. Oh no, it's a problem here. No. Our friend uh, Colonel Jeff was uh, hit by a laser recently and uh, had to take a few days off and see an ophthalmologist before he could fly again. Right. Mm, okay. It's not so um, in the United States, how, I mean, is this sort of national legislation or sort of regional, I think, sort of state legislation? How is it being treated? I mean, for the, for the UK, they're coming down fairly hard and quite rightly so, we know, with prison sentences, which is, I mean, generally in the UK, you have to do something very, very serious yeah. to get a prison mm -hmm. sentence. So it is being treated with a fair amount of severity. Apparently, in Maine, they have drafted legislation to have your eyes pecked out by crows. Right. Yes, of course, yes. And I fear, okay. I fear Micah may be heading the charge the on that one. It's yes. all set. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, that's good. Uh, no, the, whole, the whole reason I picked this story to go on the show, really, was, was down to the fact that it is Christmas, and you can readily go online and buy these things for... <laughs> For pounds, for dollars, I mean, you know. The big it's thing cheap. this year seems to be the big laser lights that hit your house. That yeah. seems to be the big thing this year. But I mean, presumably, I mean, not being funny, if they leave them on at night, say you get a gust of wind and the damn thing falls over, I mean, that could be pointing up at the sky before for, for hours before somebody might actually realise what's going on. I mean, generally speaking, those sort of things aren't too much of a problem because um, they are. Um, uh, what's the word? They they, they uh, have patterns that are moving beams. Whereas um, the, the laser pointers like tend to be quite a targeted beam, right? So it's okay. quite focused in one space. Mm -hmm. I see. Yeah. I think yeah. most pilots wouldn't mind having sort of Santa and Rudolph sort of on the side of their aircraft with a you know right okay. lasers. while they're flying along. Right. Yeah. Okay. Oh no, I'm up to number six now. Uh, okay. Uh, uh, I've just been blinded by Micah. Right. <laughs> I have to leave. If it's not bad enough that the lighting is failing around me, now, now Micah's lasered me. Oh, so now I'm okay. online. Well, which I won't be just as well you weren't on approach, Al. Indeed. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, don't, don't worry, guys. I was looking away from the screen. I'm still recovering from when Jeff told the joke about uh, the new crow law. It was right <laughs> as I was taking a drink of water. <laughs> <laughs> I almost took out my, my keyboard and everything. I'm indeed, sorry. indeed. just water. Yeah. yeah. No, that's yeah, the a problem. Few episodes ago, we had a guy on our show that was talking. He's running a thin film company, and uh, the film that they make will filter out. Uh, either green and blue or green and red laser oh, and wow. they're planning on uh, increasing that as the technology uh, gets better and better wow. so 
That, Captain Rick just posted in the chat room that uh, he was hit a few months ago and the police called him after because they were already after the perpetrator. So I guess, right. you know, there is some investigation going on. Good, good. But this, this is the news. Of good. Course. I mean, I had a, an incident. Oh, I don't know. I've had another incident now. Oh, dear. <laughs> um, I had an incident maybe, I don't know, maybe about uh, 10 years ago where I got lasered uh, on approach coming into a fairly large UK airport um, and they launched the police helicopter and the police were able to catch the perpetrators because they actually then decided to laser the police helicopter. <gasps> but it made it much easier for the police to work out well, where they were. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, no, that is, that Brilliant is, criminals. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Not very bright, clearly. Uh, we're going to move on, if we may then, guys. It is time... Feedback. For, it is time yeah. for yet more feedback. So this time round, uh, if he can press the right buttons fast enough, it's time to welcome the lovely Jenny in Rome and Richard Adams. Hello everyone, this is Jenny in Rome. Just a quick message for the Christmas show to wish you all a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Or as they say here, Buon Natale e Felice Anno Nuovo. So, thank you to all of you for producing a wonderful show and creating such a great other layer of interest to life for all of your podcast listeners and contributors. Bye for now. Hi, Carlos, Matt and Nev. This is Richard King and Imogen here wishing you and all the PTUKers a happy Christmas and a happy new year. Don't mind our friend Jingle. He's pretty harmless. Bye. <laughs> oh, I love it. Sorry, yes, sorry, that wasn't Richard Adams at all. Was it? <laughs> Richard <laughs> King, honestly. Richard King. I love that's, that little video. Don't, don't. That's because Matt didn't really show notes. Anyway, moving oh, on. We, uh, we, know who you meant. we know who you meant. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But no, you. thanks for that again, guys. Very yeah, nice. It's yeah, always good. I, like, I love the video feedback. With, uh, Jenny earlier in the year as well. What's that? Sorry, say that again. It was lovely meeting up with Jenny earlier in the year as well. Mm, it was. Uh, yet to, I'm yet to yeah, meet Jenny. Over there in, oh, wait, you're um, turning in, into sort of like the new Alan Wicker, really, aren't you? I appreciate you haven't got a clue who Alan Wicker is, but I mean, get around a fair amount, don't you? <laughs> you can't say that to a 21-year-old, how rude! <laughs> oh, bless him. You know, one minute he's in Rome, one minute he's in New York, you know. Oh, yeah. or, or we could say, actually, Al, we could right, say, working for an airline, we could huh? say he's he's the Judith Chalmers of the airline world. Oh, nice, yes, he looks just like it. Yeah. <laughs> no. Okay. No. Way before, way before your time, yeah. uh, Owen. <laughs> yes. Yeah, this is going to go. Whoop. Yeah, indeed, indeed. <laughs> so moving on to okay. uh, to the next uh, the next story reader, which is if I bring up, oh, who's next? Who's next? Come on, <laughs> this is going so well. Uh, I think it's me, Owen. I think you're correct. Yes, Owen, it's Indeed. you. Indeed. Who has read the show notes? <laughs> <laughs> okay, you so see. this is uh, from Reuters.com, and it says, Air Berlin pilots escape a fine for goodbye maneuver. Um, so Ber uh, this is in Berlin, the Air Berlin pilots who performs an unusual maneuver on the airline's last long-haul flight to Dusseldorf in October do not break any rules and will not be fined, the German Air Traffic Regulatory Agency said on Tuesday. The pilots of flight AB7001 from Miami with 223 passengers on board made a low pass over the airport after aborting a landing on October the 16th and videos of the move went viral on social media. One of the pilots told a TV broadcaster he wanted to make a farewell statement. Pilots are trained in go-around uh, uh, 
in go-around procedures for aborted landings, but the left turn over the airport performed by the Air Berlin crew was unusual, and so German aviation authorities investigated the incident. After examining radar data and voice recordings, the BAF Federal Regulatory Agency for Air Traffic Control determined that the pilots had asked for permission from the airport tower to carry out the left turn in plenty of time. The BAF came to the conclusion that the relevant permissions had been given from the point of view of the air traffic controllers. All the relevant safety conditions were met, the Federal Regulatory Agency said. Air Berlin filed for insolvency on, or in August after years of losses, carrying out its final flights in October. Some of its operations in Berlin have gone to EasyJet, while Lufthansa is awaiting permission to take over its regional unit in uh, London Gatwick. Administrators are seeking a new buyer for its Nikki Holiday airline business after Lufthansa scrapped a deal of following competition concerns. But yeah, no, it just shows that there, <clears throat> excuse me, it just shows that there are two sides to every story yeah. until things have really been properly investigated. Uh, the media are not always the best source oh. for news. I don't know like what this. you're trying to insinuate, what? Owen. How dare you? <laughs> I remember when his story broke and it was like like the end of the world or something. You know? Yeah, I know. Yeah, like yeah. Like well, how before... do they know that there wasn't a flock of birds on the runway and they had to escape the birds? <coughs> I mean, you know, they're not going to be on radar. No. No, indeed, it's 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 just it's it's. Well, I like I mean, the way you think, Al. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. sometimes you <laughs> get good nice try, on last flights. I mean, it can happen. Yeah, but, you know, I mean, yeah. the fact that the air traffickers are all sitting in the tower filming it, going, "Ooh, wow!" Well, there's lots of birds during the course of the day. You know, they they, they were obviously yeah, all set up. Yeah. They were all ornithologists. They all had their cameras ready to watch the birds scaring. Yes. But it was mistimed, and the Air Berlin just arrived too soon. Right. Okay, good. There we, go. yes. good. we had okay. something similar. Yes. Just remind me not yeah. to have you on my side, but next time I'm in court. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> indeed. indeed. Grant, Do you I not think... think that was a, you know, a decent defence? No. No, okay. <laughs> Grant, I think I heard you okay. chipping in there. So. For next time. Yeah, look, we had something similar with the A350, uh, was doing its route proving flights. And uh, so that was when I was in Sydney shooting video for it. And. Uh, so we're standing by the runway as it departs, and then we get the word, yeah, they're going to do a um, go-round. So they went and did a big circuit. It was all planned and, and organized ahead with air traffic control, just like this one. And uh, this big old A350 comes down, final down the final, and hits the uh, missed approach point. And sure enough, you could see the power coming in, the gear going up, and whoosh, went straight down the runway and said goodbye. It was absolutely fantastic. Wow. And we were all there ready to capture it. I got a great photo out of it. We got some good video. And... Uh, yeah, it was wonderful. It was all planned, and all good. it's just like this one. You know, what's they had it planned. It's it's no biggie, but yeah. that one didn't make the news as like ooh scary because it well, wasn't I, slow I news. I think day. if you're doing a planned maneuver, you don't have the airplane full of passengers. I think that was probably the reason why this one hit the news. Yeah, there's that. <laughs> okay. Well, actually, the, the A350 had quite a few passengers on it, but most of them were. Um, you know, staff, um, guests, media, yeah. etc. I mean, no, all the way exactly right. It's not like they did a straw poll of the passengers on their bunny <laughs> and said, "Do you mind if we was the tower on this trip?" <laughs> I, I think most of them would have gone, "Hell yeah, yes. let's do it." Yeah, let's do yeah it. they might have done, but uh, there you go. You'd, you'd like that on a BA flight, Nev? Yeah, about time. Yeah, yeah. about time we have one. Though, one so one of your uh, your flights of BA, that'd be quite nice. You buzz the tower, uh, at, absolutely. Uh, yeah, London uh, City or something. I'm sure uh, yeah. Adam might have a view on that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Maybe not Heathrow's Tower. No. Perhaps that, that could, that oh. could open up a, Hi, a, Adam. a, a very angry ca- can of worms. Yes, yes. <laughs> indeed. Uh, we're going to move on then, guys, if we may. It's time for some more feedback. This time, Woo-hoo. we welcome Barbara Parrish. Hello, everyone. This is Barbara from England in the United Kingdom. To all the wonderful aviation podcast listeners and hosts, co-hosts and special guests from Plane Talking UK, Airline Pilot Guy, Airplane Geeks, Pilot Pip and Plane Safety, and all those hosts from Australia and Germany and all the others, a really big thank you for another fantastic year. And I wish you and all your families a very joyous and peaceful Christmas and a blessed 2018. May all your dreams come true. And I wish you all health and happiness. And that includes you, Taco. And here are some jokes to end. A man walks into a library and says, Can I have some fish and chips, please? Shocked, the librarian says to the man, Sir, this is a library. The man replies, Oh, I'm so sorry. Can I have some fish and chips, please? The sergeant major shouts to the corporal, I didn't see you at camouflage practice. So the corporal suddenly stands to attention, salutes and replies, Ah, thank you, sergeant. What do you call a deer with no eyes? No idea. What do you call a deer with no eyes and no legs? Still no idea. A newly trained air hostess has taken her first flight, but after the layover, she doesn't show up for the return flight home. She's nowhere to be seen. So the purser goes to her hotel room, only to find her in floods of tears, sitting on the bed. And the purser um, goes over to her and he says, where have you been? And the air hostess replies, I couldn't get out of my room. So the purser says, why? And she replies, well, one door led to the bathroom one door led to the wardrobe and the third door had a sign on the handle saying do not disturb (laughs) i love that one now the next joke combines both my love of dogs and aviation so this is the last joke everybody so so bear with me a passenger puts his seatbelt on all ready for takeoff when a man walks up the aisle with a dog and sits right next to him. Confused, the passenger asks the man, why on earth have you got a dog? The man replies, oh, this dog is a security dog and he works for this airline and I am his handler. In fact, mid-flight, I will show you what Barney the dog can do. They take off and the dog handler sends Barney down the aisle. Good boy, do your work. So the dog sniffs about until he suddenly sits next to a female passenger and comes running back, puts his paw on the dog handler's arm. 
And the hand just says to the passenger, you see that woman? She's in possession of marijuana. And the passenger replies, that's a very clever dog. The dog is sent away again, walking up and down the aisle, sniffing, then sits next to a male passenger. Then comes running back and places his paw on the handler's arm. And the handler says to the passenger, you see that man there? Well, he's in possession of cocaine. The handler lets the dog go again, and the dog is sniffing about up and down the aisles, when suddenly the dog sits very still next to a passenger a few rows in front. So the dog comes running back and jumps up onto the seats next to the handler and he just poos himself all over the seat. Shocked and disgusted, the passenger says, what on earth is going on? Why has your dog just crapped himself everywhere? Nervously, the dog handler turns to the man and says, oh gosh, he's found a bomb. Happy Christmas, everyone. Bye-bye. Nice little story there. Very nice. Very nice. Uh... I've I, I've had to take my beard off, by the way. Sorry, that, that's, that's what the distraction off. was because it was. A, I've had to take my beard off because I, I can't breathe anymore. I'm sorry. So yes, we've had beard interface <laughs> yeah, difficulties. Or shave. Yeah, 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 indeed. I've, so I've had a very quick shave and I've come back to it. I've left the outfit on. We'll see. We might put the beard back on towards. Bless the end him. Of he the was show. perspiring. I slightly. was. Yeah, absolutely. Mm, slightly perspiring. Went, went the funny colour. Yes. Yeah. Indeed. No change there then. So uh, next, uh, because of us. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Uh, but. We'll <laughs> so Milo, you've indeed, got uh, you've got the next. Story. I do. I've got a story from USA Today, and the title reads Christmas Travel Rush. What to expect if you're flying? Uh, it's been written by Ben Motsabok, I think. Okay, great. Yes. So, <laughs> all right. Uh, you'll have lots of company at the airport if you're flying for Christmas or New Year's. Airlines are preparing for a record of 51 million passengers for the holiday season, a 3.5% increase from the previous peak of 49.3 million last year. To accommodate the rush, U.S. airlines say that they're offering 91,000 more seats per day to meet the demand for flights from December 15th through January 4th. The busiest travel days with about 2.7 million passengers each will be Thursday, December 21st, Friday, December 22nd, and Tuesday, December 26th, according to the trade group Airlines for America. Here's what you should know if you're on one of them. Uh, new this year as a requirement by the Transportation Security Administration means that all electronics larger than a cell phone must be removed from carry-on bags from screening. Flyers will be required to place these items by themselves in bins to go through scanning. Eligible flyers selected to use the pre-check lines will be exempt, but all flyers should pack knowing that it's possible these devices might have to be removed for screening. Um, isn't that, like, already the case? Yeah, I think I, th I think kind of the point of the story on the, on this occasion is actually there. Uh, I know certainly with some uh, of the airlines because there, there is a concern over tablets and laptops, isn't there? Because mm. there was an instant yeah. where one where one went up, I think. Uh, and uh, I think it's just really that they they've they've tightened certainly the U.S. flying out to even even to here. I think actually mm. um, they they've tightened the rules about um, you know where where your lap your laptop has to now be in your carry on, doesn't it? It's not allowed in your 
It's not allowed in the whole baggage and things like that, isn't it? If it's got a lithium-ion battery in it, I think there's very strict rules. Uh, and I think the, the, the point the point of the story really was just to remind everybody, actually, if you are flying over Christmas... And it's a busy time And it is a busy, year. busy time yeah. of year, is to actually mm. make sure just that... Just think uh, about this uh, battery technology thing. I think mm. we've... Um, all the manufacturers are trying to find a way of getting away from the lithium ion stuff yeah. because of all the problems it's caused uh, with thermal runaway all, all sorts yeah. of things and once they found a technology which is better than that and yeah. has the right level of capacity yeah. uh, I think we'll be in a much better place we've just got this rather difficult interim phase I would yeah. say well nobody really knows what to do no. but uh, right. yeah it, it's apparently Boeing is not one of those companies working to get away from it though is it indeed scary stuff scary uh, uh, okay, so we have uh, one more piece of final feedback to play, uh, if that's okay with everyone. And this is from the lovely Jen Niffer and Glenn Towler. Hello, aviation podcasters and podcast listeners. It's Jen Niffer here. I just wanted to say that it was wonderful to be able to meet so many of you this past year. Uh, getting to meet you guys truly made 2017 special for me. So I wanted to leave this quick feedback to wish you all very happy holidays. And here's to a wonderful 2018. Hello, Carlos and Matt. It's Glenn Taylor here from New Zealand with some Christmas feedback. Just want to say thank you guys for doing such a great podcast throughout the year. It's always amusing, always interesting, and we always have a good time when I'm actually meant to get in the, into the chat room. It's not always easy to be there, but the most times I'm there, we always have a great community going along with APG and plane safety and Amiga Tau, even when he comes and joins in as well. So all the best and Merry Christmas and uh, Look forward to another year of, uh, of great podcasting. Glenn uh, out. Oh, well, that concludes all of the uh, Christmassy messages Indeed. we have we, from we everyone. We have so one special message left, don't we? But, oh, uh, oh, yes, we do, actually, Indeed. yes. It's, yes. A, it's a bit more of I a like story, how, though. I'm the one reading the show notes, and he's surprised. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, how rude. Uh, I'm, trying yes. to, I'm trying to keep up with the chat room, that's why. Well, well, yeah, good luck with that. Uh, okay, so uh, we have one last story, and I believe it's, uh, it's one of those top ten things, isn't it? Yes, what's <laughs> this one, Al? Hello, Al. Al? Captain Al, Al yes. coming in, Al, yes. What's this top uh, ten, Al? Nick having the... I'm sorry, mate, I'm having a bit of a cough here. Uh, oh, <laughs> oh, Get indeed. that man a hot toddy. Indeed. Uh, so, uh, so who, who's on who's on duty with the top ten? Are we all doing it? How is it working? So Al, Al's going to uh, announce what this particular top ten's about. So is come he... on, Al. Okay, all right, here we go. Then it's a story from... Uh, time.com which I believe is an American publication um, and it says it's a familiar scene around the holidays thousands of stranded passengers milling around the airport waiting for the next flight out while those winter blizzards are certainly a major if unpredictable factor in grounding and flights the worst airport for flight delays cancellations this holiday season is actually Hartsfield Jackson Atlanta International in Georgia <gasps> according to research from insuremytrip.com. 
I don't think recent events will have changed their opinion, really, will it? <laughs> anyway, um, they go on to say and that, that uh, according to uh, In Shanghai Trip, 2017 marks the first time in five years that Chicago O'Hare doesn't top the list of airports with the most flight cancellations. Weather was the top reason for cancel flights in 2017, accounting for more than 45,000 cancellations this year. But ground control and the airlines themselves accounted for more than 30,000 cancellations too. So, here is the list of top 20 airports with the most flight cancellations thus far in 2017. So, are we all ready with the music? <laughs> This is your top ten for this week, and in at number ten, Captain Al. It's JFK in New York, where even the cabbies don't know how to get there either. <laughs> in at number nine, Myla. It's Fort Lauderdale. At number eight, please, Owen. Is Orlando. At number seven, please, Micah. Just 100 miles down the road from me, it's Boston with 2,541 cancellations this year. At number six, please, it's Rob Mark. Some place other than Boston. I don't know where. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's Newark. Just say Newark. Newark. Just say Newark. Okay. Newark. Newark. <laughs> uh, at number five, please, Brian Coleman. The airport that should be scraped and start over again, New York's LaGuardia Airport. <laughs> right, okay. In at number four, please, Grant McCarran. That would be SFO San Francisco, which has Brisbane just outside it, but they call it Brisbane. <laughs> right, very good. Okay, Dr. Steph, it is number three. Number three, George Bush Intercontinental Airport in Houston, Texas. At uh, number two, please, Captain Nick. It's uh, the place that, uh, Captain, sorry, Dr. Steph <laughs> needs to run to because there are so many flight cancellations. It's Chicago. <laughs> and finally, it's top of the charts. It is number one, Captain Jeff. Where the power's well, not there. Well, the best airline in the world and the best airline pilots in the world. ATL, Atlanta <laughs> International. Well, that's just they. <laughs> we actually got yeah, but this, uh, this, We need to see the percentage, though, because <laughs> the number of operations uh, of the top two <laughs> far exceed any of the other ones. That numbers are just numbers, though, to be fair. I mean, you know, yeah. who cares about The other thing is why there's so yeah, many of the really care about pilots it because... there. They're sitting on the ground waiting to go. <laughs> the other thing that I noticed here is that uh, I can only see up to 12, but when you add the other, the, those two, that's LAX and that's uh, Dallas. Now, it doesn't list Miami. I don't know where that comes in, but every major U.S. international hub is listed there. So, you know, where do you fly to? Charlotte. But you don't want everyone Charlotte, going to Charlotte, really though, do you, to be fair, Dr. American and Philadelphia, again. So it's the yeah. big U.S. hubs that are that are listed there. Yeah, yeah but all Charlotte. three New York trifecta of awful airports are there. Uh, right. Good. So basically, if you're traveling to the United States and you avoid New York, San Francisco, Fort Lauderdale, <laughs> Los Angeles, Dallas, 
Chicago and Atlanta, you stand a fair chance of getting to where you want to go. Right, OK, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The options are limited, but nevertheless, yeah, absolutely. You'll uh, have a wonderful time in Nebraska. <laughs> yeah, This is why you fly Norwegian and get to a completely different area. Right. <laughs> well, I was going to say, this is the time now where you announce your new sponsorship deal with WOW, who fly direct to Pittsburgh. Right, Oh. Wow. Wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. Hey, could you imagine if could you imagine if Wow decided to go supersonic and got in with boom? So you'd have and, and then there was an old eighties band flying on it, so wham, wow, boom. Right. <laughs> <laughs> How long did it take you to that? Did a How long have you been thinking that one up? He's the king of wit yeah. and he's full what, of what, what would their theme song be? Let's take off so we can go go? Right, okay. Uh, <laughs> oh, anyway. Uh, God. <laughs> oh dear. Okay. Uh, it, oh, you're right there. Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> so, uh, it is time to uh, welcome some uh -huh. more feedback, and it wouldn't be Christmas no. if we didn't have some uh, a lovely message from someone who, frankly, doesn't celebrate Christmas. But uh, anyway, it is time to welcome the main man, Micah. A Christmas calling in three, two, one. Some of you may remember me telling you of a unique Christmas tradition I follow every year. Sure, it's crazy. But if you heard my story, A Christmas Fish, you know that for the past decade, I stop at a McDonald's and pick up a filet fish sandwich every Christmas Eve. If you haven't heard that story, you can find it on the 2016 Plain Talking Safety Towel Crazy Airline Pilot Geek Spectacular Christmas Extravaganza Live. Now in that story, I mentioned that I have another long-standing Christmas Eve tradition, one that's been a part of my life far longer than my filet fish sandwich ritual. It's a special phone call I've made every Christmas Eve, starting in 1976. Let me explain. When I entered my undergraduate studies in Ohio, during my first two years, school closed down for the Thanksgiving holiday in November, then reopened for three and a half weeks until the Christmas break. For people like me, who were enrolled from out of state, this made life very difficult, as the dorms closed down for four days and local housing wasn't available. For my junior year, the university administration finally came to their senses, and the 1976-77 academic calendar scheduled a six-week winter recess. The fall quarter ended at Thanksgiving, and winter quarter began right after New Year's Day. It also turned out that at the beginning of fall quarter 1976, I met Beth. Now let me tell you a little bit about Beth so you can understand this a bit better. Beth was beautiful. Beth was smart. Beth was sweet and she was nice. What can I say? Beth was simply wonderful. Come to think of it, she still is. I was enamored with her. Frankly, everyone was. In some ways, I still am, and that's no secret to anyone, including her husband, Dan. Somehow, Beth and I became almost instant friends. I mean, she and I never dated. We're never really involved. Actually, I'm not sure why, but nonetheless, we were special friends. During the fall quarter, we would talk every day, sometimes at lunch and dinner in the dining hall, sometimes with friends, sometimes alone, sometimes on the phone. We were just very close. At the end of the quarter, at Thanksgiving, school closed down, and I went home to New Jersey. Beth went home to the Toledo area. Now for the rest of the story, you have to think about the technology of the times. Based on today's standards, there was a lack of what we would now call connectivity. It was 1976. There were no cell phones, no text messages. Home computers hadn't come about yet. There was no internet, and the idea of email was still science fiction. Most homes had a landline, and there were still party lines. And no, 
I'm not talking about 1-900 numbers. Those were still in the future, too. Long-distance phone calls, and by long distance, I mean even calls to the next town, could cost a small fortune. A small fortune, you ask? What do you mean? Well, we're talking the neighborhood of $3 for the first three minutes and 25 to 50 cents a minute thereafter. With those kinds of costs, people just didn't call long distance to talk on the phone very often. Remember, back then you could get a large chocolate bar for 10 cents, and a case of beer was less than $6. By December 24, 1976, it was over four weeks in the winter break. I had found a job selling electronics, and although busy with and enjoying my work, I missed Beth. I mean, we were close to inseparable at school, and by now, we hadn't been in touch for almost a month. I was sitting at home on Friday night, Christmas Eve, 1976, and it was about 10 p.m. I knew Beth would be going to midnight mass with her family, and figured the odds of her being home were quite high. I decided to chance it and picked up my parents' big black, western electric, wall-mounted kitchen telephone and dialed her number. Yes, I dialed. I didn't touch a screen or even push any buttons. I used a rotary phone and dialed the number to Beth's parents' house. Sure enough, someone answered. Remember, back then, there was no call waiting, no caller ID, and not even any voicemail. Answering machines were a luxury, confined to offices, and they were few and far between. I told whoever answered the phone who I was, said it was Micah, a friend of Beth's calling from New Jersey, and asked if I could speak with her. You should have heard the commotion over the phone coming from Beth's parents' house. This was a long-distance call, something very meaningful back then. Someone rushed Beth to the phone, and we talked for about 20 minutes. Not enough time for either of us, but it turned out I'd interrupted Beth getting ready for midnight mass. When we were back at school together in January, we talked about how we both enjoyed that phone call on Christmas Eve, and that did it. The next year, during winter break, I called Beth again the night of December 24th. The following spring I graduated, and Beth was busy with her senior year when the next fall quarter started. We didn't talk much at all that year, but I did call on Christmas Eve and we caught up. The next fall I went back to Ohio for grad school. Beth had graduated and left campus, but our Christmas Eve phone calls continued. I don't think we saw each other again for a couple of years. I kept in touch with her through her sister, who was an undergraduate, but Beth and I always talked on the phone every Christmas Eve. The next time I saw Beth was at her wedding. Along with a few of my friends, we traveled to Toledo and had a great time at one of the best and most fun weddings I've ever attended. Beth married a childhood friend of hers, who I'd never met, but I did know both his younger brother and sister from school. The first time I met Beth's new husband, Dan, he and I were already good friends. The reception was fabulous. I danced with Beth, I danced with her sister, I danced with her friends, and I even danced with her mother. Come to think of it, I'm pretty sure I danced with Dan at some point, too. Wow, it was a fun party. After the reception, the party continued at Beth's parents' house and went on until the wee hours of the morning. I felt a little strange calling Beth the first Christmas Eve after she was married. I mean, I was now calling a married friend and might be interfering with new Christmas traditions. It turned out my trepidations were unwarranted. Beth was happy to keep our old tradition as part of her new ones. Over the next few years, sometimes Dan would answer the phone, say hello, and then hand it to Beth knowing this was something special for both of us. Beth and I would almost always talk for an hour or more. It was simply magical, and we would just pick up the conversation where we left off, catching up over what happened during the past year. A couple of years later, Beth came back to visit me at grad school. 
She was pregnant with her first child, and I was never happier for her. It was the first time we had been together in person since her wedding. And by the way, you know how people say pregnant women are beautiful and have this amazing glow? Well, I never really understood what that meant until I saw Beth that day. Christmas Eve phone calls continued. I moved to Colorado, and Beth and I weren't really in touch other than on Christmas Eves. After a few years, Beth's son Sam would answer the phone. And a few years after that, it was Sam's sister Sadie who would get her mom for me. I moved to Maine. Beth, Dan, and family moved to Cincinnati. Sometime in the early 90s, I was in Cincinnati for a conference. Dan and Beth came downtown to meet me. I was looking forward to seeing them both. But Dan, knowing the special relationship Beth and I had, decided to go run some errands and give Beth and me the opportunity to visit on our own, just like back on campus. The Christmas calls never stopped. Sometime in the late 90s, Beth came to Maine for a conference. We got together for dinner and a marvelous visit. Now remember my story of the Christmas fish that I mentioned at the beginning? It's a story about another of my Christmas traditions that came about through a last-minute 300-mile Christmas Eve drive from Maine to New Jersey because it seemed my father would pass that night. Well, even that drive didn't stop Beth and me from our Christmas Eve tradition. I called her from the car as I was driving, and we spoke for about an hour. Some things have changed over the years, though. Dialing a wall-mounted rotary phone became voice dialing Beth while driving down the highway. But technology isn't the only thing that changes with time. Eventually, I lost my folks, and Beth lost her father. Sam and Sadie grew up and moved out of the house. They're both doctors now. Sadly, I've never met them, but still hope to one day. Life went on, but nothing kept Beth and me from our Christmas Eve phone call. Then a few years ago, Beth told me something that made talking to her on Christmas Eve even more special than it always had been. It made it magical, really. I didn't quite understand it at the time. Not sure I fully understand it now either. But nonetheless, it really touches me deeply when I think about it. Sam and Sadie came home for Christmas that year. They both got in on Christmas Eve a bit later than usual. When I called that evening, after they had arrived, Beth told me that when each of them got home, one of the first things they asked when they walked in the door was if I'd called yet. Although neither had even met me, never talked to me when I called, they both wanted to be there when I did. I was a bit surprised and asked Beth why they'd care if I called or not, or whether or not they were home when I did. That's when Beth told me something that I suppose shouldn't really have surprised me, but still just knocks my socks off. Having grown up in a house where I would call their mother every Christmas Eve, Micah's phone call was a part of both Sam and Sadie's Christmas tradition. It just amazes me that Beth's grown adult children both expect and look forward to a phone call made to their mother each December 24th. A call from someone they've never met, yet someone that apparently has been important to their Christmas celebration all their lives. So a few days from now, I'll be calling Beth. This time it will be 41 years of always talking to one another on Christmas Eve, never missing a year. We'll pick up where we left off, like we were just talking yesterday. It's something I'm looking forward to, and something that means a lot to me. Maybe if the conversation leads to it, I'll let her know that I've shared our little tradition with all of you. I'll let her know about you, my friends from all over the world, and how I wanted you to know what Christmas means to me. And maybe, if there's time, I'll read Beth this little story so she can know how special our Christmas calling is to me. But you know what? My guess is she already knows. 
For the plane talking safety towel, crazy airline pilot geek, spectacular Christmas extravaganza live two here in Portland, Maine in the USA. This is your main man, Mike. Very nice. You know, it's safe to say, safe to say it wouldn't be the Christmas show if we didn't have um, a story. A story from Micah, would it? No, indeed. Couldn't no. It? Thank you very much for doing it, taking the time there, yes. sir. Always, always a well, pleasure. you. Thank you all very, very much. Yeah, nicely done, Micah. Superb. That was wonderful. Indeed. Well Actually, well, Micah, uh, while we're here, uh, I have some presents here that uh, that came back with me from New York that uh, I've I've just handed to our to our uh, uh, the two people here in the studio. So uh, I wondered if I could persuade uh, you to sort of encourage them to open them. <laughs> well, that would be great because I've got these and I got something for each. Uh, well, actually, there, there's three items there. I don't know what exactly you did, but there was one specifically for Neville. That's right. And one specifically for Carlos and Indeed. one for whoever wants it. And yes. uh, you should open them up and take a look at them. They yep. weren't necessarily Christmas gifts, but Matt was kind enough to wrap Ooh. them up and present them today because it was the first time you'd be together. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. take a look and see Indeed. what you think. Oh, nice. So there we go. Right. So while they're, they're gonna... I can't tell you how, how awkward this feels. Like what, I said what? to you earlier. I know. Because it's, it's not Christmas Day and oh, I'm sure. opening a present. Shut your face. Come on. Gemma's not oh. watching. Yeah, but Hanukkah's over, so think of it as Hanukkah presents and Christmas wrap. <laughs> <laughs> go on, you start. Go, 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 go. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Here we go. So, Who wrapped these? My mum. <laughs> That's why I thought it was so good wrapping. Right, okay, indeed. Absolutely. So, here we go. See, it's not Christmas if you haven't got the rustling of paper, you see. Come on. Any time today, Carlos. We, we are what on the show. What up with? <laughs> Oh wow! Look at that! Oh, look at that! With Superb. the Mustang on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So there look we that. go. Look. So that is a flying legend. Hold on. There we go. Check look. Out. Yeah. So, so what's what's this all about? Thank um, you, Micah. Micah. Uncle Micah. Micah, what? 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 Oh, you might like that. Yeah. <laughs> Indeed. And I'm opening mine now, as you can probably hear, but I'm having some difficulty with it. But it's okay. <laughs> oh, look at this. How about this? Now, this is uh, fantastic. This is from uh, the Smithsonian uh, National Air and Space Museum, Milestones of Flight, uh, the epic of aviation with the National Air and Space now, I seem to recall you've actually been to that museum. Yeah, I yes. thought you might like that after your visit there. Ned. Certainly, yeah. and thanks ever so much indeed, Michael. It was uh, really good, and it will bring back uh, great memories Excellent. of my uh, trip there. So indeed. thanks ever so much indeed. Really kind of you. So, so I have gifts for you as well. Can, That's can, my Christmas Day sorted, Micah. Very good. Right, excellent. The wife will be thrilled. So I have gifts for <laughs> both of you You here as well. Now, um, which ones? Have you got your one there? Yes. Yeah, so um, I, th I think, uh, uh, Neb, perhaps you should go first. So mm. the, these, these are from Santa. I should, probably should have put my beard back on, really, for, for this. But there we are. So these, these are from me. Uh, these are your, these are your oh, actual Christmas gifts. So don't get too excited. Well, it, uh, it felt like a Ron Jeremy DVD <laughs> or something. <laughs> oh, did, did someone... <laughs> A little, a little Did someone say Ron Jeremy? Yeah, right. Okay. There we go, yes. Okay. So you know how we're always wanting to improve our ability on military? So what I've what I've bought Nev for Christmas <laughs> is it's a dictionary 
of RAF slang. There we are. Now, obviously... Uh, what, what? <laughs> indeed. Tally hell. Well, there's indeed. some jolly good banter. Uh, yes, <laughs> indeed. Uh, forward by Captain Nick Anderson. Yeah, indeed. Uh, quite right. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> indeed. I would hope so. Yes, yes absolutely. <laughs> oh, yes. There's, there's some... I, do you know, I can't actually read many of these. Oh, can you not? Oh, really? I didn't realise. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realise it was a naughty book. But, uh, uh, yeah, thanks indeed. ever so much, mate. Yeah, very, very pleasure, nice. A pleasure. So that's, that's a way of, you know, we're, we're determined to get better at the military thing next year. Our target. Just say there's a bogey on your nose. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> no, but there's a lot of words. More shades of grey. The military aviation. <laughs> there's there's a lot of words begin, beginning with D in there, and it's not dictionary. No, right. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, right, Carlos, your go, please. This is kind of scary. Yeah, you should be afraid. Now, uh, uh, Captain Nick, I think you're going to really appreciate what I bought Carlos uh, last week when oh, I was out shopping blimey. in Norwich. Uh, well, so, I'd appreciate it more if you bought it for me. Well, no, I don't know if you would, to be honest. <laughs> oh, <fair enough>. <laughs> <laughs> kind of scared because I'm, I'm sure I've seen it. Uh, I'm seeing an Anne Summers logo. Yeah, on here. Yeah, no, 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 no. Family show, please. Family show. Uh, there we go. Oh look! <laughs> <laughs> oh look! Yes. Yeah, so, so there we go. Oh, there so, we go. Guys. So we'll wait until Captain <laughs> Captain Nick sees this on the old uh, on the old YouTube feed. Um, but uh, I, I, I don't get to find out till then. <laughs> yeah, there yeah, indeed. So basically, oh, what, killing him. what I have bought, uh, Carlos, is the Airbus A380, a history uh, book. Oh, uh, nice <laughs> you know, so a nice, nice quality oh. aeroplane. I thought it's about time he learned well about. Done. Yeah, absolutely. So I it should you'd... be the Airbus A380. It's history. Oh, <laughs> oh. oh. hold on, hold on. I've quickly. I've just oh. opened the only a short really book. I've just opened the, really the, uh, like the Airbus A380 because it has a forehead like mine. Cancel a reservation in the name of Nielsen, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just turning to the first page, it just says press button here <laughs> no, it to, to end not. book. That is not what it says <laughs> at all. Self-reading book. Do you know what? By Some way, people nice are one, very ungrateful about it's, it's their It's read by wire. <laughs> it's, <clears throat> right, okay. Have so you got uh, time to open your uh, oh, a couple ooh. of presents there, oh, by, by oh, any okay. chance, uh, Matt? Okay. Uh, do, do I have to do this in any order? Uh, it doesn't really matter. But whichever order you think. Okay, uh, all right. Well, so. I, I always believe in starting small and, and, and working my way it's up to big. It's Christmas So there we go. <laughs> Indeed. Right, here we go. I beg your pardon. What have you got there? I've got a present. Oh, you have, right. Okay, so here. <laughs> oh, <laughs> right. what's he got? Okay, so I, I, it's a shame it's not blue, actually. Mm. Uh, but, uh, yes. So a spanner. I, I have an actual spanner. <laughs> uh, this is very exciting. But in fact, it's a 32 gig USB is it? Oh, wow. oh, now that's very oh, civilized. That is awesome. I, do you know what I thought? It's I thought it was an actual spanner. Uh, <laughs> that is awesome. You can use it. Like, as that, there there were some jokes. Uh, there were some jokes in my head about one, tightening nuts, do, yeah. but I I'll thought I'd walk one. away from that. Here we go. Uh, okay, hang I'm on. Are you open. going next? Are I'm, you? I'm opening this this little, okay. little opening this little little one here. Okay. Oh, Nev's done. Any time to. Nev's done up with. Actually, I have to say, Mrs. Nev did the wrapping. Did she? Right. Yes. Lovely suit. As you'd expect. Indeed. Here we go. Oh, look at this. Oh, here we go. Oh, dear. That's that'll, that's going in the TriStar van. And there oh, we go. What does that say there? Oh, it's one of the flight tags. Remove techniques. before flight. Right, okay, yeah. Uh, but the best part of this tag, oh, which I go. shall show you all on here, yeah. is the back of the tag. Right. This is obviously the best part of the tag, 
And obviously, it's something you should, all should know. Oh, for out. goodness sake. What have you done, Nev? Well, it says you know, L1011 on it. For goodness the sake. The star. <laughs> that is the future. I thought, I thought they'd, like, gone. <laughs> anyway, right, okay. Oh, Might go again. Might go again. Yeah, that tag for the L1011 say, removed from flying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a, a typo on there, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's still one flying, I think. Yeah. Oh, is, there, yes. yeah. is there actually? Is there yes, there is. Thank you, Jeff. Yes. The, uh, yeah. Space rocket things. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I like it. What's uh, hang on? Wait, wait. Uh, Hold on. Yeah. What's, what's that saying? I'm going to have to open the bag. Yeah, it's a, a t-shirt. Hang on. It's, it's a, t-shirt. a t-shirt. It says Anne Summers on the no, pack. No, it doesn't it? say Anne Summers. On... What is it? Is it? You know, are you, are you are you having troubles at home, Carlos? You, I mean, you seem to be keep mentioning. Are they the new uh, show sponsors? Oh, <laughs> oh look at this. Look, there you yeah. go. No, I will not fix your computer. Oh. <laughs> there we go. I like it. Yeah, indeed. Uh, slightly appropriate after, well, after tonight's start. It has I, to be I said. thought anyway, so. Dare I, open this, dare I open this parcel? Please do. Yeah, it do, indeed. Oh. Thank right, you. Here we go. Oh. Yes. I feel really bad because nobody else is opening presents. <laughs> I didn't know we were exchanging gifts. It's a box. What's in the box? We could have done a secret Santa. We could have done a secret Santa. We should have done that. We'll think about that for next year. Here we go. He's got a piece of cardboard, ladies and gentlemen. Recycling that because we're going green, everyone. Okay, are we? Right. Okay. Thank goodness. Oh, wow. Look at this, guys. Now, this is what every aviation enthusiast should have. What is it? An aeroplane. Yeah, obviously. But what is it? But what is it? What is it? I'm guessing it's a TriStar L1011. Is it, it is. Yeah. Right, okay. and it's 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 been made on. It's like a plate as well. Oh, cool. Oh, wow. It's a bit that's, tin. That's yes. going to go well, into your going into in my office. office. Indeed, yeah, absolutely. Uh, okay. Thank so you, well, thanks yeah, very much, thank Nev. Yes, absolutely. Fact, that's I'm, not just any bit of tin. That is actually from the toilet bowl of an L1011. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Okay. So, uh, right. I now, wait a minute, Al. You know, we've got a former L1011 pilot here. Oh, have we? Exactly. Yeah. That's Captain, okay. Captain Jeff. Captain Jeff. Oh, oh great. Course. Look what happened to God, it. Is, there, is there nothing? And so, that's and that's why Jeff is the most amazing person in the world. Right. Okay. All right. So, so, but you see, the only that's thing. That's got to be it. The, the only thing is, you see, what I seem to have learned is basically any aircraft that Captain Nick, Captain Jeff, sorry, has been flying has basically been retired. I mean, what does, <laughs> what does that say? That is, that is true, or, or about to be. Yeah. yeah I was oh. say, it's like the mad dog is next on the list, I fear. Uh, yeah. but, <laughs> oh, dear. Oh. Never mind. Okay. Oh, so, rest. It, oh dear, sorry. Okay. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we have a very, very special. Sorry to talk shop for a moment. We have a very special Nev's passenger experience. <gasps> oh, Nev, come on. Now, Spill the beans. Do you remember I, I said that that was the, la the, the last one we did yeah. the other week was the last Nev's passenger experience of the Indeed. year? Well, it's not quite because we're going to ah. do a special one. We are. Um, and so we've got an we, ultimate one. Well, it, that's <laughs> it. So we've got a whole new series of stuff coming up for 2018. But um, you know how I tend to in introduce and interview my industry colleagues. Yes. And that's all, all very well, but it, you know, they're not very famous, are they? And <laughs> no, no one knows not. who they are, and it's, oh, God, not again. Yeah, yeah. So I thought I would... Um, Except for the lovely Liz, of course. Well, that's who, right, yes. Um, yeah, <laughs> but I mean, apart from our listeners, but, you yes. know, when I interview my industry colleagues, I mean, they're all very nice uh, yes, boys and nice girls, people. But, yes. So I thought I would try to interview somebody different this time. Mm. And I went all the way to Munich to yeah. interview her. Hello 
everyone and welcome to a very special Christmas edition of Nev's Passenger Experience. Well, I've always wanted to ask someone famous about their flying experiences and the opportunity came up for me to interview Melanie C, formerly of the Spice Girls but now having her own very successful solo career. I was always fascinated about the kind of trips that people like Melanie would take and how it affects them, both the positives and the negatives. I caught up with her in Munich just before one of her gigs called Night of the Proms and she very generously gave me a few minutes of her time to talk a little about the flying that she has done. I began by asking Melanie when the Spice Girls were at the height of their fame, how many flights per year she took. In the height of the Spice Girls fame, it would be hard to calculate how many flights we took. It had to be hundreds a year, I reckon. Were these on commercial flights or on private jets? We, we did a mixture of travelling commercially and on private aircrafts. Um, it really is quite a wonderful way to fly privately. Um, but obviously when you're doing the big journeys, like across the Atlantic, we'd usually travel with BA or Virgin. Who chose the airlines that you travelled on? Usually, I mean, even now, working as a solo artist, I still tour and work internationally. It's pretty much dependent on, you know, the timings, what's going to get you there at a good time, a good time to leave the UK, um, obviously, price. Um, so, you know, it would vary depending on that. Have you got a favourite airline? When I travelled with the Spice Girls, we spent so much time away from home and in lots of foreign countries, so whenever we stood or got on board a BA flight, it always felt very much like we were already home. What was the size of the whole crew when the five of you travelled together? It really varied how many people would be travelling at the same time. Um, if it was a big tour, you know, there'd be lots of people. Sometimes we'd, we'd actually um, use big jets uh, for sports teams. I've done that on the road with the Spice Girls in America in the past. Um, but yeah, sometimes it would just be security representatives from the management, other times it'd be family and friends, home makeup artists, stylists, it can really vary quite a lot. Were you able to protect your personal life? I mean, did you have massive numbers of people waiting for you at airports for your arrival? Uh, were you like the Beatles? A lot of times. I think if your arrival uh, is announced and people know you're going to be in a certain city for a certain concert, then there would be a lot of fans at airports. It was a wonderful time being able to get tarmac arrivals and departures, which is always nice. Um, when you're really at that level of fame and success in the music industry, um, there's a lot of security around you and it's quite different to, to travelling as you do on your holidays. Are you afraid of flying at all? I've never been afraid of flying. I've been in some very small aircrafts. I've been in some pretty hideous turbulence. Um, I've been lucky enough to never have a, a, a very scurry situation happen to me in the air but um, yeah I'm, I'm quite, quite a cool customer when it comes to flying. What about jet lag and general fatigue? Did that ever affect you? When um, I had my time with the Spice because I was in my early 20s and we were really tired and we had to get hardened to the travelling and the changing of time zones but I've found as you get older all of those things do actually become a little bit more difficult so I'd say it's probably more tiring now to travel. When you were with the Spice Girls, did you have uh, preferential treatment at airports, for example? Did you get special clearance through customs and immigration? 
I think often when there's a lot of commotion at the airport, um, the airport are very keen to get you out of the way. <laughs> so, you know, there is like lots of uh, VIP treatment that you will get going through customs and immigration. Um, but, you know, and then other airports take it very differently. Um, so, again, it, it varies. I think it really, a lot of the time, it depends on the safety of not only, you know, yourself and the band, but other, other people who are also using the airport. As a VIP flyer, what was the most fantastic experience that you ever had? The most fantastic thing that ever happened to me flying, I was leaving New York on a first-class flight and I was asked at the desk as I checked in whether I'd like to upgrade to Concord, um, to which I replied, how much will that cost? And they said, oh no, it's a free upgrade. So I got myself on Concord, bless Concord, RIP Concord, um, and yeah, and I got on it for, for free ish <laughs> i got home a lot quicker <laughs> well thanks very much indeed melanie really appreciate your time today see you soon nev well i'm really grateful to melanie for agreeing to our interview especially seeing as she had been on the road for three weeks with just the occasional trip back to the uk to see family for our uk listeners you can also hear her live on bbc radio 2 on christmas day starting at 4 p.m with her own show the regular Nev's Passenger Experience segment resumes in 2018 and in the meantime, may I wish all of our listeners a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Find this and other great shows at the Aviation Media Network. The Plane Talking UK podcast is a voluntary project that aims to keep you informed with the latest aviation-related stories from newswires across the globe. Producing our content does cost money, though. If you enjoy our show, why not help us keep on the air by making a donation towards the server and website hosting fees through PayPal? Any contributions would be greatly appreciated. Are you an Amazon user? If so, why not do your shopping through the link on our website? There's no cost to yourself, and Amazon pays us a small referral fee on qualifying purchases. To find out more about the show and to meet the team, take yourself to our website www.plaintalkinguk.com or find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash plaintalkinguk on Twitter via at plaintalkinguk or get in touch via email on podcast at plaintalkinguk.com Thanks, Thanks for, for listening. listening. Flyby 5823 Trent Dane for 23R Manchester Wizz Air 6X Climb Flight Level 210 Direct to Britman's Park United, one, two, three, maintain two, eight, zero knots. London, two, TME, turn right onto Bravo, link, two, one, join, alpha, hold, at Mora, speedbird, four, seven, two, LOC, slash, TME, approach runway, two, seven, left. Follow the green stand, five, four, four. That's enough air traffic control for today, Nat. Bedtime. Have you ever wondered what it would be like to fly a commercial passenger jet? Looked up at the sky and thought, I wish that was me? Well, now anyone has the chance to have a go at flying in a real aircraft simulator. 
NP Simulations and Flight Experience London, the only official Boeing-licensed product of its kind in the UK, offer you the chance to fly anywhere in the world in their fixed-base Boeing 737-800 Flight Simulator. And that's not all. Ground School London offers many different courses for the up-and-coming pilot looking for a start in aviation. With prices starting at just £109, the sky's the limit. So for the ultimate flight simulator experience, or engaging preparatory courses, including those for schools and colleges, check out the websites at www.london.flightexperience.co.uk and www.groundschoollondon.com or call on 020 300 40 616. NP Simulations. Fly your dreams. For your chance to win some fantastic prizes, all you have to do is answer these seven questions. What date was the first Boeing 747 rolled out of the Everett Assembly Building? What year did the Airbus A300 make its maiden flight? What was the world's first airline to use an aircraft in revenue service? As of 2017, which airline has the world's largest fleet of commercial airliners? Which airline called itself the world's friendliest airline and painted a smile on the nose of its airplanes? Which two nationalised airline corporations and which two regional airlines were merged to form British Airways on March 31st, 1974? And what year was Ryanair founded? And what aircraft did they first fly? So for your chance to win these amazing prizes, send your answers in to podcast at plaintalkinguk.com. That's podcast at plaintalkinguk.com. Best of luck. Now we go, we've had loads of entries we in have. for the Christmas competition yeah. so far. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, can, we, can we just go back to the fact that Nev just interviewed Melanie C, for goodness sake. Oh, did he? Yeah. We <laughs> just, oh, wow. Skipped over that, didn't we? She's, right? uh, she was Sporty Spice? She was yeah, Sporty she was, Spice. Yeah. She, was, she was actually my favourite of all the Spice Girls, if I'm honest. You know. mm. Apart from Matt Caton. Uh, what? No, Matt Caton wasn't in the Spice no, Girls. No, but he, sure. he said his, uh, she was third favourite. No, actually, no, what he actually said in the chat room was his, it, it, she was he she was his favourite after, after Jerry, Jerry. And, and, <laughs> yeah. you know, oh. and you just think so it's like all oh, right, so third favourite then. Right. Nice. There, there were right. a few people in the chat room who kind of thought, huh? Yeah. Who? There were a lot of people huh? who went, Who the heck is Melanie C? But anyway, there we are. We all all us Brits knew who she was. So Brilliant. Nev, Nev, bravo. Oh thank bravo. you. Yeah, well yeah, done. That was great, wasn't it? Yeah, and, uh, good job. You, yeah, thank you. Wikipedia and indeed, you know, the internet generally are available to help those uneducated Yeah. Do you know the bit that I liked the most at the end there is where it just went see you soon Nev yeah. I thought hello <laughs> hello mm-hmm. <laughs> just, just like, uh, keeping the options open of course absolutely yes indeed for other interviews the Spice Girl was someone yes. who was mixing up the curry in the back for no, me oh, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> indeed a yeah. uh, family I mean, show ha- I mean where can you go from, from there Nev I mean who, who's going to be next you've, on you've the list you've set the bar a bit high now, <laughs> haven't you, yes. like, you know. <laughs> I've, I've probably have peaked a bit early there so I think what we've got to do I've got some Donald Trump no oh no but yeah, I've got a couple of others no, no, lined no, no, no. up, um, so we're going to see how we get on. But uh, no, we've got a new series starting uh, in the new year. Uh, we've got a couple already recorded, and uh, but yeah, I'd like to get a couple of other famous people on there. I mean, I've oh, got a friend who's a clairvoyant. Maybe we can get like a little hookup, and you can sort of interview Orville and Wilbur Wright. That right. would be quite <laughs> sensational, wouldn't it? Oh, <laughs> 
<laughs> okay. Wow. Right. Uh, yeah. Actually, a, a little birdie says that you've you've got a possible uh, NPE segment with uh, a certain wife of mine. Uh, yes, that's right. Yeah, well, that's yeah. going to be uh, recorded well, be shortly. Yeah. Yes, so. Um, yeah. So when when you've gone what to work tomorrow, Carlos, <laughs> I'll um, you know. Indeed. Give her an interview. Actually, Lane's just made a, a good statement in the chat room. Uh, Lane said, uh, says uh, they're all old spice now. <gasps> How? <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> I like old spice wow. personally. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Matt Caton's more of a brute guy. Right. Mm. No, of course, absolutely. Quite or right. Or brut. Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> yes. I, 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 I must admit, I did love that, that, that series. Do you, do you remember the, the Old Spice ad that they ran, which was yeah. Gentleman on the Horse and all that kind of thing? It was just that whole crazy, crazy thing. So I'm, I'm rather partial to Old Spice. I, no, thought that, uh, I thought that all of you Brits wore English leather or, or you wore nothing at all. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. <laughs> what was that about leather? Where's the signboard? Where's the signboard? We <laughs> didn't have that commercial. I've told you about that before. Yeah, indeed. English leather has a whole different connotation around here, mate. Indeed. Oh, hello. What on earth? Oh, that's an improvement. No, that's Vader. That's no, one I, of the I know. Storm yeah, but I haven't yeah, got blokes. Yeah, Storm indeed. blokes. He's the guy I got to salute. You know? Yeah, yeah, well, yeah that's, that's true. Improvement. So stick with that. Yeah, okay. Yeah, good. I thought you might <laughs> yeah. like that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, ladies and gentlemen, uh, look, uh, it's time to start wrapping up. Uh, it's mm. been an awful lot of fun. fun. Um, no military news? No, I'm sorry oh, about that. Yes. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've done it two weeks on the truck. Yeah, we had to... We had to have the Mel C interview instead. Yes, I'm sorry. We we opted for a spice spice girl instead. I'm afraid. Totally different shade of grey. Yeah. (laughs) Oh no. Okay, but enough about Al's hair. I've told you, he's very sensitive (laughs) about it. Uh, (laughs) Actually, to add to that. Tony S is saying in the chat room that this is officially now longer than an APG episode. Oh, no. Congratulations. Thanks very and, much. And, and there's one more thing. Um, I see that you guys have, like, those green paper rolls on the table. Are those, like, Christmas crackers? Oh, they crackers. are Christmas crackers, yes, yeah. absolutely. We're going yeah. to pull, because... we're gonna pull them. Oh, 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 yeah. oh, we, oh, we don't have them here Disney in the Dynamite middle sticks. Mm. <laughs> yeah, we like, we like them. Yeah. Are we, are we opening them? Yes. And, I, and I just really want to see you open them. Yeah, okay. Just, Ready? Just... Three, two, one. Hey! Okay. Hey! We've got a toy Excellent. each. Oh, what, what have we got? We've got a look what you've got, Matt. You've got a terrible joke. That, yeah, oh, oh, yeah. We've got to yeah, tell the jokes. Christmas jokes. Yeah, we've got oh. to tell the Christmas jokes. Oh, God, no. Uh, no. no. <laughs> gotcha. Actually, I'm running short of material, so this is going to be really <laughs> good. Oh, it's a fortune telling fish. Okay. The ones that are funny right. in your hand. Okay, I've got a hat right. with mine. Plain Talking UK, the only podcast that gives you pressure sores. Okay, that's highly offensive. Well, Um, I noticed that um, what the uh, plane safety podcast was two and a quarter hours last time out. Give us a break. Oh yeah, no, it's amazing how much we can spin that out for, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah, Uh, just the two of you. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so here we go quickly. This is the Christmas jokes. Very quickly. Go on, far away. Go on then, Matt. Okay, so uh, I'm, I've chosen the wrong camera now. You would do that to me, wouldn't you? Okay, so it, the question is, what happened to the man who stole an advent calendar? Oh, God. <laughs> he got 25 days. Oh. Oh, hold on, hold on, sorry. <laughs> he got 25 days. Very good, Carlos. Yeah. Well done. Okay, yeah. um, <laughs> here we go. Uh, what is Santa's favourite pizza? Ooh. I don't know. What is Santa's favourite pizza? 
The one that's deep pan, crisp pan, even. Oh! <laughs> and as usual on um, uh, the Plain Talking UK, uh, we have spared every expense with these crackers. <laughs> My joke is as follows. What is Santa's favourite pizza? One that's deep pan, and crisp, crisp and even. Deja vu. You couldn't make it up, could you? <laughs> wow. Okay. Deja vu again. Brilliant. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I knew uh, you were going to say that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm sure we've met him before. Yeah, indeed. Uh, look, guys, it has been uh, so much fun here. We're just going to run very quickly uh, around the, the house. Captain Al, what are you doing for Christmas, sir? Well... I'm uh, obviously an unemployed pilot, so um, I, I shan't be doing very much. No, okay. no, fortunately, I've, I've managed to sort out something for the new year, so um, I shall be enjoying Christmas Day with the family, um, which is great. Uh, I shall be knee-deep in Lego, no doubt, Sweet. cursing the wretched stuff when I stand on it <laughs> yeah, after yeah. a few glasses of wine. Indeed. Uh, and... Um, uh, raising a glass to my former colleagues. Uh, and a jolly jolly good well idea, that sounds as well. The lovely Myla, what are you doing for Christmas? Um, well, here in the Netherlands we have a thing called Serious Request, which is a week-long charity event uh, for the Red Cross. And they do loads of things uh, to uh, just raise money for the, for the Red Cross. And I'm going there tomorrow with my mother. Oh, so we're going to have a lot of fun. Fantastic. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, Owen, what are you doing over the festive period? Um, well, I'll, I'll be spending Christmas with you, Matt. Right, well, hey! no, that's true, yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. As pointless oh, me well. asking that one, I know already. <laughs> yeah, no, fair point. Yes, okay. Yes. <laughs> no, but um, other than that, I've got, uh, I've worked pretty pretty close to Christmas. Um, so I've got Christmas yeah. Eve and, and Christmas Day off. Uh, but everything around that is pretty much uh, yeah, so is is pretty busy, much busy, work. Yes, so hence, hence the reason why he's he's spending Christmas down here rather than, than going mm. home because uh, we're we're not having Owen on his own on Christmas Day because that's just not <laughs> that's just not okay as far as that's we're not concerned. cricket. No, no, indeed, indeed. It's so uh, worthwhile pointing out that uh, under the new EU flight time limitations, Christmas Day <laughs> is actually only twenty four <laughs> hours, starting and ending at midnight. Right. Mm. Okay. Okay. And <laughs> next up, <laughs> it's the it's that micro. Obviously, I know it's not a holiday to which you. I mean, you do participate, but it's obviously um, it's more Hanukkah, well, presumably for you. I've isn't got it? some things going on, like yeah. you know, I think on Sunday night I'll be making a phone call. There's no doubt about that. And uh, but before that, you know, I've got a pot roast ready to cook, and uh, that I'm going to set up for Christmas. And then, you know, just to go along with it, I need to have some Klingon food for Captain Nick, and I'm going to make some <laughs> kasha varnishes as well. Some good. Need to wipe that screen now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All equipment that is contaminated now. Uh, the legend that is Rob Mark, uh, what are you doing over Christmas? Anything nice? Oh, absolutely. In fact, uh, headed to uh, Midway Airport to tomorrow night to pick up the daughter coming in from L.A. and she's going to spend a week with us. And, of course, uh, want to borrow all kinds of money. Uh, of course, absolutely. Run off. Mm. <laughs> of course. As all children wish to, of course. That, that uh, yes. How old do they have to be before they stop asking parents for money? I don't think it Six ever stops, months. I'm afraid. Sorry about that. It doesn't uh, stop. No. Oh, no. I, I'm 40 and I still ask. Uh, mm. <laughs> 
No? Okay. Uh, uh, My Mr. dad got back at me. I was 30 and they asked me for money. Oh, oh right. Okay. Oh, right. <laughs> roll, roll reversal. Uh, Mr. Coleman, the legend that is, uh, what, what are your festive plans? I am going down the road a little bit to Huntington Beach and going to pretend that I'm in Australia and have a nice sunny uh, Southern California Christmas. So it should be about 75 degrees, so 24, 25 degrees for the rest of you guys that can't tell temperature properly. (laughs) Hey, now look here. uh, (laughs) How rude. (laughs) Couldn't help yourself. And uh, yeah, yeah, so so, uh, enjoying some sunshine and some beach, hopefully. Indeed. Awesome. Good, good. And on the subject of down under and and warmer climes, the legend is Gr- Sir Grant of McCarran. Uh, what are your festive plans? Um, well, yeah, we're doing an orphans Christmas, so we've got a whole bunch of friends and all that who um, aren't with family or things like that coming over because we're not going oh, wow. anywhere. So oh, Miss Kit has been cooking up a storm, and another friend will cook up some more, and we'll we'll all make a bit of fun. But um, yeah, for um, using the proper way of measuring uh, temperature as opposed to that weird you know, furlongs <laughs> and fathoms, um, it will be partly cloudy and approximately 22 degrees is the forecast, oh, so nice. 22 Celsius. Yeah, very um, nice. A bit of southerly winds taking the edge off, so going to have like 20 to 30 kilometer an hour, you know, that other metric thing, kilometers an hour, right. winds. Um, so, you know, around 10 to 15 knots of winds from the south. So that's going to keep the temperature down a little, right. coming off the Arctic Comfortable. Ocean. Good. Uh, Dr. Steph, before this turns into some kind of meteorological special, what's the... Indeed. What's the... What are Dr. Steph's plans? I, I always get nervous asking people who work in the, in the medical profession uh, this question, but what, what are your plans over the festive period? Uh, well, I have a very sensible job within the medical field, so I will not be working, uh, fortunately, but certainly thinking about all of those who do have to work yeah, okay. on the holidays. So you're not going to volunteer to do a stint of Christmas Day ER then, just to refresh your skills in that field? I, I'm afraid not this year. <laughs> I'll, think, I'll consider it in years to come, but uh, no, I'm actually looking forward to just having a nice long weekend, um, not doing any kind of crazy traveling, spending some time with uh, family and friends. So. Nice and quiet. Sounds like a perfect, a perfect Christmas. Captain Nick, other than recovering, obviously, and returning to your your sick bed, uh, what is Saint Nick doing over the uh, festive, other than delivering Christmas presents, of course? Well, that's obviously a very busy time of the year for me, but (laughs) by Christmas Day, I should have it cracked. So, uh, I mean, I was due to land on Christmas Eve, and uh, I've actually had to bin that. So, if you were expecting any presents, boys and girls, hard tough. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So, uh, Christmas morning, uh, I've got, I'll have both sons here by then and uh, various hangers on uh, it's uh, going to be toasted brioche uh, scrambled egg and smoked salmon for breakfast uh, with uh, champagne uh, and then Buck's Fears while we open the presents and then uh, we all play with presents and Julie uh, plays with the kitchen Okay, right. and um, <laughs> she cooks up the, the full nine yards mm-hmm. it'll be um, three rounds of wine uh, three courses uh, of food and then uh, we all go and flob around the house until it's time to walk the dogs, in it which did. case. Uh, yeah, we'll I've do that. I've just changed my mind. I think I'm coming to your Yeah, house I was going to say, right? Owen, oh, oh, I think our festive plans have changed. <laughs> I think we're going to Captain Nick's house. <laughs> Three o'clock is, of course, the Queen. We're well, of the course, Queen that's round, true. Yes, as obviously. every good British gentleman Indeed. should. Yes, she should be on my telly. I should be standing to attention and everything. Absolutely, <laughs> Your Majesty. That's what she said. Uh, and uh, Well, that sounds lovely. And, of course, uh, the legend that is, Sir Captain of of Jeff, uh, what is it that uh, that you're doing over Christmas? Anything nice? 
Well, I'll be spending it with you, Matt. Oh, excellent. Oh. Um, please do. No, I'm sorry. Um, no, no, I was please looking do. at the wrong calendar. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm on vacation through yeah. the end of the year, and uh, first trip uh, leaves on the 2nd of January, and all my children are home from school, Love so uh, everybody is home right now, so I'm going to spend uh, Christmas time uh, going to church and, uh, and engaging in all the Christmas festivities with my family. Sounds lovely. Oh, nice. Sounds really nice. Sir Nev, I, know, I heard a rumour at dinner that you might be going somewhere cold. Yes. Where, where they're threatening snow on Christmas Day, actually. Uh, possibly, yes. Yeah, uh, those nice people at British Airways are taking me and Mrs Nev oh dear. to Edinburgh. <laughs> oh dear. And of course, it will, it's just going to be all Good fun. Good luck with that. Uh, there'll, be, there'll be no delays, no ATC, funny <laughs> no, business, no straight in. No. That'll be it. So, yeah, well, Chris, there'll be no ATC. Uh, so they, they'll be down well. the pub, won't they? <laughs> like, like they usually are. Um, but hopefully, if they're not down the pub, uh, we will be taking off on Christmas Eve about lunchtime and coming back on Boxing Day the 26th. So we're just going for a couple of days over Christmas. We'll be the first time ever, actually, we've both been away at Christmas together, which Lovely. will be uh, quite Aww. nice. That so, sounds yeah, really nice, fun. actually. Yeah. That sounds really nice. Uh, Carlos, what, what, what are your plans? Oh, Christmas Day. I'm having my mother over for Christmas. Oh, first time in a long while. Wow, yeah, cool. uh, we've got mum coming over for Christmas. And uh, as I'm in my new job that I have now, I don't have to go back to work during Christmas, which is lovely, okay. uh, which means I shall be sl slobbering around the house in my onesie. Oh, um, dear. You have a onesie. I'm, yes. I, I'm, you're no longer my friend. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I shall be just uh, just lazing around, really. And sounds good. Yeah. So, uh, sounds like the perfect Christmas. On behalf of me and uh, Matt and Nev, we want to thank everyone for joining us uh, this yeah, evening for the show it's so been much really fun. really Thank great to so get everyone much. on the show yeah. again for the christmas special it's been a good fun hasn't it Nev? yeah i really enjoyed it and so yeah, yeah been my first time uh, here in the barn studio barn and studio. Uh, it's a brilliant place it really is uh, it really, really barnstorming Certainly, yeah, yeah, yeah. and we're going to say a massive thanks as well to all the YouTube viewers who have been watching us since we started. Yeah, absolutely, uh, which was a very, very long time ago now. Which was a long <laughs> while ago. So thanks to everyone like that. Two and also, also so long ago that I've now hours. retired from aviation <laughs> on my pension. And also not forgetting <laughs> as well all the uh, guys and girls who download the show as an audio yeah, show absolutely. via iTunes and all the other relevant uh, podcasts. Suckers. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to. I'm going to go buy some extra bandwidth so my phone can download it. Right. Okay. <laughs> so that is where we bring episode number 196 of the Plain Talking UK podcast to a close. Massive thanks. Have a great Christmas. Have a great New Year. Take care and all the best to everyone who's uh, who's watching the show. And, uh, well, that's it. So, so from all then. of us, everybody all here online, it's time to say happy Christmas, everyone. Bye-bye. Happy Christmas. Happy Christmas. Happy Christmas. Happy Christmas. Happy Christmas. Happy Christmas.